Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Pete Townsend with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny to partly cloudy today. There's a slight, slight chance of a shower today. Probably ain't even going to happen with a high of 86. Tonight, a few clouds. Again, slight chance of shower or thunderstorm low of 65. Tomorrow, looks pretty crummy. Rain, pretty good chance of thunderstorms and a high of 80. 60 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. On the show today, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. We're going to talk about cars with him and also Dr. Mark Kenton from Mercy Medical Center. We'll be talking to him about the staff shortages and a bunch of other things, too. And lots of other stuff. Just about 536 on Rock 102. GG Inc. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I thought that ended with a bang and a thud. Uh, no, not that song. But, Are you um, sure? Yeah, no, that one, that one uh, makes you consider it, but that's not, uh, that's not what happens in that song. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 85. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 79. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, 56-year-old Salma Hayek credits her youthful looks to meditation and radio frequency and microfrequency treatments, which are non-invasive. She claims she does not use fillers. No puffy lips. No puffy cheeks. Uh, the last time I saw her, she looked uh, terrific. She still looks terrific. She's, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with radio waves. I've been, uh, relying on radio waves my entire career. Look at me, I'm a shambles. Oh, man, you should see this picture she's got on Twitter. Or, uh, maybe, oh, it's Instagram. Oh, she's, like, laying down in a sauna. Uh-huh. On, like, the wooden bench part. Yeah. And then she's got a towel over her top and uh. a towel over the, uh, the lady bits, if yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Is he all sweaty and stuff? Uh, no, she, yeah, she looks like a little, a little wet. Yeah. Moist, yeah. if Gl- you will. Glistening. Glistening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking Nothing about. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, Barbie. It's coming out this weekend. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, jeez. I got so much other things I'd rather do this weekend. Well, uh, you know... It's it's one of the biggest movies of the summer. Oh, without a doubt. I'll I'll watch it when it comes out on VHS. You know, I'm not really sure if this really is for kids or not. No, it's, I don't think I well, it's you know, it's kind of like Bullwinkle. It's a, it's a cartoon, so you must think it's going to be for kids, but there's so much adult humor in it that uh, the kids could never possibly understand the political and cultural references and uh, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen with Barbie. Probably. Uh, we should have seen this whole AI thing coming. Remember a little movie called The Terminator? I do. It was all right there, and somehow we just blew it off. James Cameron says, quote, I warned you guys in 1984, and you didn't listen. You know, he also warned those other guys out in the ocean, and that didn't work out too well for them. You know? <laughs> they should have saw that coming, too. 
Cameron thinks the biggest threat from AI is its weaponization. Quote, I think uh, that we will get into the equivalent of a nuclear arms race with AI, and if we don't build it, the other guys are, sh uh, are sh for sure going to build it, so then it'll escalate. You can imagine AI in a combat theater, the whole thing just being fought by the computers at a speed humans can no longer intercede, and you have no ability to de-escalate. Well, that's a comforting uh, quote from James Cameron. Thank you say, so what much. A, what a buzzkill that guy turned out to be. Yeah. I warned you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to take all my advice from James Cameron. Well, who uh, who was first, Terminator or uh, War Games? Which War moved? Games. Yeah. So War Games was the one that warned us all first. That wasn't a James Cameron movie, was it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So what the heck the hell is he talking about, huh? I don't think he knows anything about what he's talking about. What is he, a movie director? That's all he is. Uh, Jennifer Lopez went to the gym yesterday in Studio City, California, because this is news, you know, uh, but was locked out when her key card didn't work. Ah, oh, Jesus. She had to wait outside until she was let in. She, must had, she must had something to say. She's like, who? Who's not going to let me in this place? You know, if I I'll get my boyfriend <laughs> Ben and his boyfriend Matt. And they're yeah, going to... If I had the keys, I'd let her in. I would let her in. I wouldn't even let her in. I would. I, I. I would just. Let's go somewhere else. Let's get away from all this. Yeah, we don't need to be in this. Uh, this place. We'll work out in, in another way. It seems like she couldn't shake the inconvenience, or maybe she had a bad workout because she was not in a good mood on her way out, and she got into her SUV. She told the paparazzi to go away. F you. Goodbye. Jesus. Well, you know. How, that might not be because she had a bad workout or she was annoyed by that particular incident. It could be the fact that some guy is standing with a camera right next to her car as she's getting in. Well, that's why I don't work out. Well, I don't want the uh, the local paparazzi following me around taking snapshots of me on a, I don't know, on a weight bench. Oh, yeah. I had Don Trigger following me last week. Mm -hmm. I was like, get out of here, buddy. I'm going to give you another fake name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even though uh, writers and actors are on strike, some projects can continue as long as they're truly independent. The actors' union SAG-AFTRA has given approval to 39 indie productions to keep on shooting. They include Death of a Unicorn, starring Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega as a father and daughter who run over a unicorn with their car. There's also Mother Mary, starring Anne Hathaway. It's about relationships between a musician and a famous fashion designer. Mm, it all it sounds was, so good. It was pre previously announced that The Chosen, a series about Jesus, got one of these exemptions. Other actors uh, with uh, projects on the exemption list include Matthew McConaughey, Mads Milkinson, Milkison, uh, Sigourney Weaver, and Rebel Wilson. There's also Flight Risk, starring Mark Wahlberg and directed by Mel Gibson. Well, the Bible movie is, uh, is simple. You don't have to pay anybody. For that script, it was written more than uh, two thousand years ago. Well, I mean, it's been revised many times. I know, but most of the royalties are now, uh, you know, unclaimable. Well, yeah, because it, they're paid in stones and clams. Like that—that's how they. <laughs> I that would be good for something. I, I, listen, I would—I would work for clams. Hey, you think uh, Mel Gibson's got like frankincense? Uh, bags of frankincense just coming in every day. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, and set. Well, uh, Bob Odenkirk is not happy with that whole actors working thing. You know, even if they're exempt. Uh, a reporter caught up with Bob Oden. 
Kirk on the picket line and asked him what he thought about actors working during the strike. His answer? Don't. He added, quote, it's a strike. Just be on strike. You lose, we lose. Everybody loses. That's tough crap. Sometimes you have to do the hard thing. Fellow striker Ike Barnholtz. Yeah, I like yeah, that that's one. That's a good name. Uh, if some of us are starting new projects and promoting others, that's going to cause dissension. We need the opposite. We need solidarity. Yeah, you know, Odenkirk's actually a good uh, a good spokesman for that because he started off as a writer. Right. Wasn't he on SNL? He was a writer for SNL. Yeah. And, and, uh, and other things. Kim Kardashian uh, says Kanye told her to burn all of his things for the divorce. Really? Yeah. You must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I ate this much burning was when Ray J gave me a case of the Cooter Coughs and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. <laughs> and Galen? I, I take Probitussin for that. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> Galen? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but let's just say I got the Maryland Blues from the Tennessee Fish Stick. With extra tartar. <laughs> a little genital pimple. Yeah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is her favorite NASCAR driver is Dick Trickle. <laughs> hey, mine too. He came in first every time. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that is your Hollywood treasure, Rock 102. I'm here. Bow. Nature Valley welcomes you to Camp Classic, where all you need is a Nature Valley oats and honey crunchy bar. Are you a cautious cruncher or do you throw crumbs to the wind? Grab an oats and honey crunchy bar to find out. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tomorrow is the start of training camp for the New England Patriots. Rookie is scheduled to start tomorrow. Everybody else shows up on Tuesday. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to start making wildly irresponsible projections, here's what I predict you'll see during this upcoming preseason. I predict the Patriots will wind up being slightly better than last season. I predict the Patriots will also be spending the next couple of weeks crushing dreams and aspirations of all kinds of players before the first scheduled cuts on August 17th when they have to get down to 85 players. And they'll do it again August 24th and on the 31st when they finally have to trim things down to a 53-man roster. Now, I don't want to point out the giant elephant in the room, but there's been a lot of speculation lately that Bill Belichick's job is on the line this year. I personally think that's horse crap. I don't think Bill's going to leave unless he's ready to leave. And having said that, not shunning Deshaun Hopkins and being outbid by the Titans uh, is not only bad for the Patriots, I think it's a mistake for Deshaun. But that's no longer our concern. Yesterday, the Patriots had workouts with former Tampa Bay running back Leonard Fournette and former Jacksonville running back Daryl Henderson. It's also a lot of speculation about Patriots being in line to sign former Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. And while we've heard of that sort of thing before, signing NFL running backs to big fat contracts ain't exactly what it used to be. And they're not going to break the bank to sign any of them. Now having said all of that, here's my wildly premature predictions for the entire 2023 New England Patriots season. I predict that the Patriots will complete all 17 games on their schedule. I also predict that some of those games may result in victories. Not all of them, mind you, but some of them. I also predict that Mac Jones will be slightly less awful than he's been in his previous two seasons, and that by the end of the year, the Patriots will all be watching the Super Bowl from home, just like everybody else. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Make Kung Pao chicken on your Blackstone griddle. Pancakes, breakfast sausages. Rocky's introduces the Blackstone outdoor griddle. Every meal sizzles on a Blackstone. So up your outdoor cooking game with a Blackstone today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611, and Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah, I know. Summer. Brian. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, 611 on Rock 102. Did it just end abruptly like that? Yes, it did. I had nothing to do with it. What happened? To the, I thought it was like a fade out. It was fading out, but yeah. at some point you got to stop the file when you're recording. Yes, but usually it fades. Oh, yeah, I know. I just no, I, I don't, did I don't stop. Really know. Uh, hey, uh, your Pioneer Valley. Actually, not going to be too bad of a day today. Pretty nice. Not bad. Slight, uh, like a minuscule chance of a shower. Uh, minuscule chance, minuscule chance of a shower, but also uh, cooler. A lot less humidity than there Thank has been God. the last few days. High of eighty-five. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of seventy-nine. Looking at sixty-two right now in downtown Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I don't know if you uh, if you happen to see the TikTok video. I did. Uh, that our uh, <clears throat> our intern put together, which uh, about time. We got somebody that knows what they're doing around here. Um, yeah, hire, yeah, put the put the young person in, in charge of our social media. That's a much better idea than having old farts do it. You have to, you have to. Yeah, Otherwise, you run the risk of like, you know, uh, a status update on our page would be like, Google, show me uh, the effects of uh, long term effects of Advil. <laughs> you know, like you know, stupid <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but 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 I, it was National Hot Dog yesterday. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. Got to play a hot dog. I didn't know I had that count before that. I never heard that before. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Hot dog! No! Uh, so, uh, National Hot Dog Day was yesterday. And, of course, this continues, the the, uh, the debate over uh, the ketchup on the hot dog. And I, I did not have ketchup on the hot dog Of yesterday. course you didn't. Uh, but I took a trip over to uh, Automist Farm over in uh, Feeding Hills. And it was the old, uh, it's the old nine one one burgers and dogs. If you don't know where it is, uh, on on uh, North Westfield Street, and uh, they got, uh, they make their own hot dogs. They got a, they they grow their own cow, or they raise their own cattle, and mm-hmm. then they chop up the cattle, and then they grind it up into a delicious, salty, fatty, <sighs> um, heart attack on a bun. You yeah. know. For anyone who says, oh, that's uh, inhumane and awful, you know, those animals, I think, uh, you know, their sacrifices should be applauded yeah. because they are delicious. You know what I always uh, find funny, and not not here at, at Autumn Mist, but, um, like, anytime you look for meat in, like, a grocery store. Yeah. And it says, uh, humanely raised animals. Okay, fine. But what was that last moment like before they died? How humane was that? Oh, how did you kill them? Well, we put a we put a piston to the cow's head and we knocked it out and then we chopped it up. Could you pass the relish, please? Yes, yes. Could you please? <laughs> could you please pass the mustard? No ketchup, thank you. Um, but they have uh they have a variety of different like hot dogs you can get. Like they got uh, you know bacon dogs stuff oh, like yeah. that. Uh, I would I opted for uh. First, I opted for the classic. It was sauerkraut, mustard, and I think there and there was relish on there too. That's, that's like that's solid. That's, that's like a solid the, choice. The New York style hot dog with the yeah. sauerkraut and the mustard on it. And then uh, and then 
The other thing that caught my eye was the dirty dog. Now, the dirty dog is steak and cheese on top of a hot dog. Let me tell you something. That's a game changer right yeah, there. Yeah, that I saw you eat that yesterday. I'm going, oh my god, why was I not invited to this? Uh, I told you I was going yesterday. When yeah, but I, I had to. things to do. That's well, I mean, well, I was well, very, very busy. Okay, you're busy, and it's National Hot Dog Day. One of us had to go over and do something because uh, you can't just let a day like that go by. Especially we've been doing this ketchup debate for the last couple of weeks. You know what they did it right. Because they not only did like it was like the the Philly cheese type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. the, like the thinly sliced beef with the cheese on top. Yeah. They also did one of the things that I really uh, respect in the hot dog world, wow. and that is the grilled bun. The grilled bun can't tell you how much that embellishes the taste of the hot dog. Well, I've always said this about uh, sandwiches. I'm a huge uh, grinder fan. Sure, but like, well, I used to call them subs because uh, you know, yeah, from out of town and from New Jersey and all. But uh, I love deli sandwiches. Deli sandwiches are awesome. And my favorite deli sandwiches are at uh, over at Richard's down in West Springfield. Right. And, uh, and there's another one in Westfield, too. But uh, it's the bread. Anybody can take, listen, you can buy, any place can buy ham and cheese and, you know, all yeah. that other good stuff. But if you don't have a good loaf of bread, the sandwich doesn't taste good. And they don't, and at Richard's, they don't toast anything, but it's fresh bread. Like, that that's yeah. what makes the sandwich. It, it's fresh bread, and they butter it, and they and they grill it, and well, it makes it delicious. No, no, no. At the grinder thing. They yeah. Don't. But the hot dogs over at the Automist, that makes a difference when you're cooking, like, uh, frying things. Yeah. Toasting, grilling the bread. Oh, it's, it it's makes like, a difference. It's so good. It's just like melting your mouth uh, delicious. So, But these hot dogs, they're quarter-pound hot dogs. And they're freaking huge. And I'm sure you saw on the video. The homewrecker? Yeah, he hasn't started selling because he doesn't have enough of them yet. You know, because you, when you, when you, I don't know how the whole meat processing thing works. Obviously, they're not processing the meat there. They take the meat that they raise. Mm-hmm. They have a certified trusted processor who processes the meat, gives it back to them. They're waiting on a shipment of, like, the giant homewreckers. It's a two-pound hot dog. The thing is like, it's like that uh, thing you always say with the Fred Flintstone size of oh, yeah. brontosaurus uh, burger. It, it looked like the size of a, of a full-length kielbasa. Yeah, yeah. It, and you know what? I would, I would get one of those for like a party. You bring that over and you slice it up just like a regular kielbasa and you got little hot dog bites. Because I can't imagine trying to shove two pounds of hot dog in my mouth like that. Yeah, yeah sure you can't. Well, I can't open my mouth that wide, but you know, uh, when I see something uh, you know that's put together in an unusual fashion, mm-hmm. like the home wrecker hot dog, yeah, uh, you know, to me that sound. I applaud that kind of creativity and moxie because I mean, a lot of a lot of people say, "Oh, that's disgusting." Well, I don't, I don't really care for those kinds of people that say that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at that as one a challenge, and then two, as a as a creative, uh, you know, bellwether. That's what I think. You know, it, it, it shows initiative, and I applaud them for thinking about, well, how can we make this special? Well, a two-pound hot dog is special. It's very special. And not only just a two-pound hot dog, a good two-pound hot dog. You know, you ever have, like, uh, um, I'm trying to think uh, of, like, uh, like, a, like a Sonic dog. You ever have one of those? It's nah, not really that. Nah. I don't really care for the. It's I don't know what it is. It's not like grilled. It's like a boiled hot dog kind of thing. 
And you can put all those toppings on it and stuff, and those taste good. But I'm just not a fan of that. I'd rather have a burger if I'm going to a like a Sonic, you know, kind of thing. I um not with these like uh like skinned or skinless hot dogs. I think they're skinned. Did it kind of snap when you ate it? I don't. I don't remember now. Really? Uh, see, I can never tell the difference between those. See, uh, uh, like a, a hot dog with skin when you when you bite into it. It kind of snaps. The, the the skin snaps. That's fantastic. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, that's makes it that's makes it uh, delicious. Because what happens is the flavor just explodes in your mouth, yeah. as think, opposed to just you know it, it's just there with the skinless hot dog. It's a sweat shop. I'm pretty hot sure they. Do, I'm pretty sure they are skinned. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I couldn't tell with all the other deliciousness that was going on on that bun. Yeah, but it's a, it's a texture cheese. thing. Yeah, steak and cheese oh and. And melted butter on a roll, and and grilled yeah. on a griddle, and then, you know, the 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 cook, putting the putting the little pot top over the hot dogs oh, to cook them a little bit faster, and uh, God. Uh, highly recommended. You know, um, I've been looking for the uh, the hot dog menu that you showed yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm not finding it on their their website per se. It's probably you know, might be on their their Facebook page. But you know, one of the things that uh, I have always said that I love is the Chicago style hot dog. Which you were reading off uh, the menu items, and uh, they had it there. I love that stuff. The Chicago Hile. Oh, have which, you ever had one? No, I think I, I didn't have one. My kid had one. I told you I went to that uh, Tony's roast beef down in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Chicago roast beef, and uh, they had that there. What it? What exactly is is on it? All right. So try to imagine this. Uh, first of all, you like the bread, right? Yeah. Usually, it's a poppy seed hot dog roll. Okay. Then you have the hot dog, then you have uh, then you have uh, uh, mustard, celery salt, lettuce, tomato, sports peppers, a a, 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 a dill pickle spear, mm-hmm. this incandescently green, uh, unnaturally green relish, and then tomatoes on top. All it's, right, it's fantastic. Those little sports peppers are just hot enough. To make it uh, really just uh, really sizzle, yeah, but not you know too much. Oh, so good! Absolutely, absolutely terrific. I'm getting hungry right now. I know. Uh, so I, uh, I I taste tested both of these, and uh, you know, I mean I already knew what they. T- I mean I knew what the hot dogs tasted like because I've had them before. I've actually bought some. They sell all that stuff there. Yeah, you can buy all that stuff in the freezer and bring it home to you. I bought a package of hot dogs uh, like a couple of months ago when I was there. And they're really good. They're really good on a smoker too. Oh, Jesus! Um, Remember when they brought all that food there? Come on, uh, here a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. How good that was! It was so good. Ridiculous. Was... The burgers are fantastic. And uh, I believe my uh, my cholesterol shot up about two hundred points by uh, the time I was done tasting. Steve, that's you know that's tomorrow's problem. You know you 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 went on you know National Hot Dog Day to honor uh, one of the great uh, you know culinary achievements of of our American culture, the hot dog. Oh. Hot dog, hot, hot dog. Yeah, you went there and you uh, and you and you 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 did what you had to do. You had two delicious quarter pound hot dogs. That's a half pound of hot dog each, not counting all the toppings. And you walked out of there feeling pretty good, didn't you? I felt fantastic. Did Did you feel any cholesterol coursing through your body? Yes. All right. Well, it's... It was, I could feel it pumping through my veins as it went. Stop it! Stop it! Stop <laughs> I could have eaten that and not felt yeah. any effect. Uh, but uh, but thanks to the folks over at Autumn Miss Farms for uh, for providing some uh, great food yesterday. 
and on National Hot Dog Day of all days. And uh, and check out that video on TikTok. Yes, check out the uh, yeah. If you want to follow us on TikTok, it's at Springfield's Classic Rock, all one word, no apostrophe. It's uh, six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Attention, attention. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's all right, Steve. It's going to be okay. It's uh, 628 on Rock 102. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, sunny and 85 today. Tomorrow, thunderstorms in the high of 79. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us after 7 o'clock. And then uh, after 8, Dr. Mark Kenton from uh, from Mercy will be uh, will be on the phone with us. Yeah, Quincy's going to talk about, uh, you know, with all the recent flooding and everything, what to look out for when you're uh, buying a vehicle that may have had flood damage to it. Yeah, you we've know. we've talked about that before. Yeah. A lot of... Disreputable uh, car sellers out there will uh, will not tell you a whole been in a flood. lot of shady shiznit going on. There. Oh yeah, uh, would you like to laugh? Yeah, I suppose. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Self gratification. You do it. I do it. We all do it, right? <laughs> yes. It's perfectly normal and healthy. It releases dopamine, reduces stress. It improves prostate glands and cardiovascular health. Yet despite all that, I still got thrown off the bus. <laughs> I was like, in spite of the benefits. I'm like, it's all healthy. This is a health ride. This is a health bus. Carry job site coolers. Need water to drink? We'll bring that too. I'm Chris. And I'm Kim. If you're working in the heat, get to know us. Pro Tool in Springfield. Call 732-8044. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Western Mass Masons, your preferred contractor for foundations and chimneys. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, well, well. Somebody in Hadley won the Powerball. Hadley? Yeah. Massachusetts. Really? A $1 million ticket. Oh, that's uh, nice. Hey, Come that's on. still winning the Powerball no matter which way you slice it. You just didn't win the big jackpot. The, some uh, some jackhole in California wound yeah. up one of the billion dollars. I know. Uh, yeah, someone won there uh, Wednesday night uh, in Los Angeles. There is someone in Western Massachusetts who's waking up today a whole lot richer. Have what? you ever noticed that uh, when somebody wins like the Powerball jackpot, uh, they're a jackhole? But prior to that, you wish it was you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you wish you were the jackhole. Oh, I wish I was the jackhole. I would like to be a jackhole someday. Uh, the other $2 million winning tickets were sold in Franklin and Waltham. Waltham? Waltham. Waltham. These stupid names of these towns in the do you, state. Do you ever have a breakfast of ham and eggs? No. No, then it's it's ham. It's Waltham. No. Waltham. You don't have ham and eggs. You have uh, ham and eggs. Waltham. You know, it's like who decided the names of some of these places that are in this state? I don't know. You know, uh, instead of Peabody, it's Peabody. Yeah, right. It's Peabody. Redding, Lester. I mean, they're all they're all kind of uh, jammed up names. Uh, Redding. Uh, that's uh, I've seen that name other places before. But yeah, but it's usually. But if you look at the the the, the spelling, it's reading. Well, it's not pronounced reading. It's Redding. 
Ooh, reading Massachusetts. Yeah. Some people struggle just with Worcester. Uh, and I'm not even talking about the, the pronunciation. Woburn. That's another one. Yeah, right. It's Woburn. No, it's Woburn. Uh, in order to win the Powerball jackpot, players need to match all five regular numbers in the winning combination plus the red Powerball. Thank oh, you. That's why you. I'm not winning. You know what? You know the rules. I always only picking two numbers. Thank you, 22 News Crew, for telling me how the lottery works. I went to the convenience store yesterday. said, I would like a number, please. Yes. Well, how many? Just one. How about a 15? Uh, I'll have a triptych. Uh, sir, this is a gas station. Yes, I know. I want a Powerball ticket. A uh, uh, quick, quick uh, trip ticket. You mean a quick pick? Whatever. And then they handed me a map uh, from my route from here to. And it folds up into three pieces. <laughs> right, right. Uh, with Wednesday's Powerball jackpot being hit, the uh, drawing has dropped to twenty million. That's the one you should buy. That's the ticket you should buy. Then for the next one, the yeah. one that nobody's buying. $20 million ain't nothing to shake a stick at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what's the, what's the cash value of a $20 million Who cares? It's still more than what you have. Listen, if I gotta, but if I got to put up like you know, $10 million, it's, it's not even worth it. Uh, come on. Are you kidding me? It's not worth it? What am I going to do with $10 million? Gee, I don't know. Not work here anymore? I know, I'll tell you the first thing I'd do if I had $10 million. Yeah. I'd be bitching the fact I don't have a billion dollars. You know what I would do at $10 million? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> All right. I still love that. I, yeah, that's my it's favorite funny. line. The uh, Westfield police is seeking the uh, public's help in uh, identifying um, three suspects that are believed to be involved in different vandalism instances. The vandalism occurred in the Dartmouth Street area on Sunday night into early Monday morning. According to the Westfield Police, if anyone has any information about the suspects, you're asked to contact Officer Blasek, Blaskak, Blaskak, B-L-A-S-C-A-K, uh, at 413-562-5411, extension 79213, or john org. You got a case number there? Uh, no, no, Ooh. surprisingly, no. It's too this, bad. What do you think, this is West Springfield? We have a case number. <laughs> There's no case Listen, number. West Springfield wants you to do most of their investigative work. Yeah. Uh, shifting to some sad news, uh, family and friends paying their respects to Luke Brunel, the owner of Brunel's Marina. Uh, yesterday afternoon, Luke's calling hours were held mm -hmm. Wednesday at the O'Brien Funeral Home in South Hadley with a long line of people waiting to pay their respects. Brunel passed away at the age of 61 on July 13th. According to a news release from the marina, his funeral is set for today at 11 a.m. in St. Patrick's Church, also in say, Saint, uh, also in South Hadley. According to his obituary on the O'Brien's Funeral Home website, Luke's life was intertwined with Brunel's marina, a family business that had been part of his upbringing since he was a kid. Luke immersed himself in the workings of the marina since he was young, uh, learning the ropes and gaining an understanding of the boating industry. And uh, our sympathies go out to to yeah. his family. Uh, we, you know, we've we've had several trips. <clears throat> through the radio station on, on the Lady B, and uh, he was always uh, very nice and welcoming and uh, always made that a good time, uh, as much as we complained about, but that wasn't his fault. No, we were just complaining about, you know, the shape of the river. That's not his fault. No, no, not at all. Did you see how high that is? Like, I, every yes. time I go over... Like the South End Bridge, you're like, whoa! Look at the look how high that water level is. 
It's everywhere, though. I mean, we, I was driving uh, to uh, to Evan's egg house last weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, drove over the uh, over the bridge from uh, from the orchard into Ludlow. Oh yeah, yeah. And the water levels up there, I'm like, I, yeah, I look to the side, I'm like, does that seem like ridiculously higher than normal? And uh, it was. It's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, where is that located? That's the oh, that's the Chicopee River. That's the right? Chicopee River. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's nuts. Even the like, I got this brook in front of my house. That you, it's basically like a runoff brook. I don't think it's it. It doesn't always flow. If there's not rain, then we don't get a whole lot of water through there. It's kind of like a drainage thing. It's like right. a tributary to the uh, the uh, Westfield River, and uh, that thing is high. I haven't seen that thing. It's kind of like up to the edge of the bank. Usually, it's you know got a few feet down below. Wow. Crazy. But, uh, it is crazy. Thank God we're getting some more rain tomorrow. Well, you know, we need the rain. Yeah, things are really starting to dry out too much. You know, the thing is, I, I mowed the lawn the other day because you have to. With so many days of rain, if you just let it go, it's just going to keep growing, and then your mower's not going to be able to handle the uh, the, the capacity oh, I know. of that grass. And, uh, oh, yeah, what would you do on your uh, lovely day off? The one nice day. That we had. Oh, I mowed the lawn because I had to. What a way to ruin a perfectly good day off. Yeah, they're t- they're saying that the uh, let's. Of course, this doesn't have a uh, a story attached to it, but the the river levels uh, because of the rain tomorrow. There's another, you know, fear that this is going to cause flash flooding and all this other stuff around the area. I don't know if I want. I don't really want to be a part of a flood. No, I I, I kind of like the fact that my house is up higher on a hill mm-hmm. and not down by the by the river because that would be a mess. My uh, my basement floor, um, you know, there's good drainage. I have to say, yeah. there's very good drainage on my house. We we never get a flooded basement. Mine too. Never. Yeah. But because the yeah right, knock on yeah. wood. But because everything is so saturated, the floor was feeling really damp. The other day, like I was oh, down yeah. there, like uh, doing something when I had bare feet on. Yeah, and my feet were getting like slightly damp. I'm going, uh, this isn't right. So, this is not right. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that uh, we can avoid anything, you know, catastrophic down there. Because all my, all my toys are down there. Well, you got to keep that stuff up high, and you got to keep. Do you have a dehumidifier? Uh, somewhere, yeah. That's what you might want to get is a dehumidifier. Yeah, yeah. I got one of those. That thing runs like all the time because it gets it gets humid down there. Hell yeah! But uh, as long as you keep it dry, you're in good shape. No mold yeah. growing in your house. The uh, Mass Department of Agricultural Resources, or MDAR, will be holding a public hearing next month about restricting two types of plants from being sold in the state. Currently, there are more than 140 plants on the Massachusetts prohibited plant list. The list was created in 2005 to designate certain plants as invasive in the Commonwealth. Each year, new species are added to the list in hopes to prevent residents from spreading these invasive plants into their communities. Species on the prohibited list cannot be imported, sold, traded, or distributed in Massachusetts. You have a plant on the prohibited list already in your yard. You do not need to remove it. Well, what, uh, what's on this list? Uh, I'm going to tell you in a second. If you have an invasive plant in your yard you'd like to get removed, it is recommended to contact a landscaper or uh, or an arborist. And uh, here's with the, uh, well, if you have a uh, Aegenesia 
or an African box thorn mm-hmm. or an African couch grass or Amher cork tree or an Amher honeysuckle uh-huh. or an anchored what it does as the list goes on. Oh, you want yeah. me to read through all 140 of them? I no, will. you don't. You don't have to do that. Uh, what's the one that I got in my yard that is driving me nuts? I think it's called the burning bush. Maybe you should see a urologist for that. Well, I did, and uh, they gave me some Valtrex, and that didn't uh, really mm, take yeah. care of anything in the yard. Took care of my, uh, you know. Yeah. Took care of my immaculate infection, if you know what I'm <laughs> I saying. bet that's true. But, uh, yeah, the burning bush, do you ever see those? I think I have seen the burning bush. They got little berries on them. They're actually really nice looking, but mm-hmm. they're very invasive. You know what uh, What I have seen, uh, which is awful, It's this is an awful weed, is uh, hogweed. You ever see that stuff? Yeah. If yeah. you touch that stuff, you just just touch it. It burns your skin. So they had that growing along Route 112 in Huntington. Yeah, like a, a lot of the the hill towns. Yeah, have got it, and it, it's invasive, and you can't just remove it on your own, and and and, it, and it's very hard to kill. Did you ever hear how that got here? Somebody told me this story about that, but it's it's a weird story. It's a bunch of no, it's a bunch of rich people living in New York City who went to Europe and said, hey, this plant looks beautiful. Let's bring it over to the United States. And then that started this whole uh, trend of uh, this thing growing to an invasive species. What it does, the, the liquid inside of the hogweed actually removes the UV layer of your skin. So not only does it it burn, it burns because of the sunlight. Yes, and... Uh if you've ever seen the burns, it's gross. So that's bad stuff. It is bad stuff. Stay away from the hogweed. Otherwise, you get hogwarts. Well, you don't want those. They don't want those either. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 85. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 79. It is uh, 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 in Metallica with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and a high of 85 today. Tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms with a high of 79. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. All week I've been telling you that my guest on the uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast is J.T. Woodruff from the uh, the emo band Hawthorne Heights. Coming to uh, to uh, Mansfield on September 17th with the Massachusetts for Lovers Festival. Today, a special bonus episode. I talked to the co-founder of Easy Star Records, the most successful U.S.-based reggae label in the world. Michael Goldwasser is uh, is my guest. Really interesting conversation. He is uh, also uh, the founder of the Easy Star All-Stars. They, on occasion, put out these uh, these reggified versions of classic rock albums. This latest one is called Ziggy Stardub. Uh, it features uh, like <laughs> reggae legends like Steel Pulse and Maxi Priest, also, Macy Gray, the band Fishbone, and Alex Lifeson of Rush. It's a really cool record. And you'll be able to hear that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and ZNMHomes.com on Rock 102. Uh, you ever been to a Thai restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Thai. Well, you should expect it to be spicy. When sure. You go to a Thai restaurant. If you go to a Thai restaurant and order Dragon Balls, you should probably expect to be breathing breathing a little bit of fire out of your mouth. How many uh, Dragon Balls are on the plate? Uh, well, I'm not sure about how many are on the plate, but a woman named uh, Hajarisla 
some woman uh, is suing a, a Thai restaurant in California called Coup de Thai, saying this food was so spicy that it burned her. She went to the place two years ago and ordered the Dragon Balls as an appetizer. They were so spicy that she suffered chemical burns to her vocal cords, esophagus, and inside of her right nostril. I actually want to try that. That sounds pretty it good. It does sound pretty good. And it isn't a joke. She says her throat and voice have incurred permanent injuries and will be forever damaged. The dish was marked as spicy, but she asked a server it could, if it could be made less spicy. She told, was told that it could... But apparently that didn't happen because she had a severe reaction to that spice. So she's suing the restaurant? Yeah. The restaurant says they never heard of their Dragon Balls being that extreme to the point where somebody required medical attention. Uh, The woman is seeking unspecified damages plus medical expenses and compensation for lost (sighs) earnings. She's arguing that they failed to test the heat intensity of their chilies which were, quote, unfit for human consumption. Yet all the other people who ordered Dragon Balls that night didn't have any adverse effects to them. Uh, for what it's worth, the Thai chilies are typically spicier than cayenne peppers, but not as spicy as habaneros. Uh, one poison control physician says chilies can irritate the mouth and throat and cause nausea and heartburn, but they are not associated with permanent tissue No, it, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, it would just make you uncomfortable for a long period of time. Yeah. So, I mean, was there something else that in the Dragon Balls that she was allergic to? Uh, yes. Uh, she's allergic to paying for anything, and... She's allergic to being uh, broke. Yeah, she's, she's highly addicted to lawsuits against people. <laughs> You've seen she's, people like that. Oh, yeah. She's, I mean, sometimes two, three lawsuits a day. It's a yeah. real monkey on her back. Yeah, speaking of lawsuits, I was watching, uh, I don't even know how this is done. These people who sue, uh, we'll have to ask uh, uh, Weissman about this next time he's on. People sue the telemarketer for, uh, and, and these people are making money off this. You, you're sending judgments saying, hey, I was on the do not call list. I found your company. I knew it was you who called me. I have uh, several calls uh, saying, even after I told you I'm on the do not call list, you still kept calling. I'm suing you, and then they settle for like $1,000, and then that's it. I don't know how that works. How's that even cost effective? Cost effective for who? For the guy putting on the lawsuit. Yeah, but I mean, if you're taking a small claims court, I, I don't know, what, what is a filing fee? 300 bucks for a filing fee at a small I mean, claims court? I suppose. So but if you're going to get money back, I guess it's worth it. But And there was this... There, Unless the judgment goes you know, against you and you lose. I'll have to go back and find this video, this news report about it. Because this woman was like, oh, I, this is what, this is, I make money off this all the time. <laughs> like, it's her like little side hustle. She sues <laughs> telemarketers. Uh, but... It'll be interesting to find out how that works. It's 657. Uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports joining us in just a few minutes on Rock 102. And this next show. Staples. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I know that many of you have failed to pay much attention to the statistical spreadsheets throughout Major League Baseball this season, and I can't say I blame you. What with the Red Sox losing two straight to the Oakland A's this week? Oof-ah with the the baseball. But there are some things going on in the game that are, in fact, moderately interesting. They just happen to involve other teams, teams that I'm almost certain none of you really care that much about. For example, 
yesterday. Uh, remember, well, let me go back. Remember last season when Aaron Judge of the Yankees set the American League record for the most home runs in a single season, obliterating the record that was set by Roger Maris 61 years ago? Well, well, that sure was exciting. That record might not be on the books for that much longer. Because right now in Los Angeles, Shohei Atani of the Angels is leading the American League with 35 home runs. And if things stay on pace, Otani would be, in theory, able to blow past Judge's record of 62 home runs after only one season. How does Aaron Judge feel about this? According to Judge, quote, records are meant to be broken. It would be exciting for the game if he went out there and got 63 plus, so we'll see what happens. Folks, if you spent an entire year going to the pressure and scrutiny of, of crushing a record that stood for 61 years, would you be that enthusiastic about seeing it shattered 12 months later? Yeah, me neither. I'd be stewing with resentment, bitterness, hostility, like 99% of everybody else in America. And yet Aaron Judge is making it sound like he'd welcome that sort of thing. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not buying this false sense of good sportsmanship. That's not how human beings operate. I'm guessing that behind closed doors, Aaron Judge is trashing hotel rooms, cursing, smashing stuff with his big giant bare hands and tossing a fit. Nobody in their right mind would be that accepting of having their greatest professional achievement overshadowed by some showboating hotshot. And that's not even the end of it, because by the end of the season, Otani's next contract is going to make Aaron Judge's $320 million deal look like he's on food stamps. Mark my words, Aaron Judge can't stand this guy, because right now, nobody, and I mean nobody, is talking about Aaron Judge. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a dirty deck? How about a filthy fence? Deck wash, fence wash, patio wash, and house wash on sale at Rocky's. So are cabin exterior stains. Pretty the place up and save a few bucks while you're doing it with mold armor washes and cabin stains from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 85 today. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 79. It's 63 in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, I'm just looking at this brand new uh, vehicle uh, looking at. Yeah. It's slight water damage. You think that's going to be all right? I don't think you have anything to be concerned about. No? Are you sure? Not at all. On the phone with us from Consumer Reports, always a pleasure to welcome back Mike Quincy. Good morning, Michael. How you doing? Hey, guys, how's it going today? Going good, man. Good. Uh, so tell us about flooded-out vehicles that may be resold on the market. Well, you know, we, we, it's certainly here in the Northeast, we've had a whole bunch of, of, uh, of flooding, and that destroys vehicles. And uh, thousands of these uh, flooded vehicles wind up back on the market, even though an insurance company will total it or, or give it a you know salvage title and stuff like that. Uh, Carfax says 399,000 of them are back in the road. We're back in the roads in 2022, and and, it, and the way that that this happens is that flood damaged cars are often transported you know way beyond where they originally sustained their damage, and and they go to certain states that allow them to to put weird uh, uh, words and codes on the titles. I mean, the, 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 better, the better states will, will clearly show that, that a vehicle has a salvage title or a branded title or it says flood on them. But some states, the warning is shown on the title as just an obscure letters or numbers. So really is buyer beware. So let me ask you this. If, if a car can be, can be salvaged and can be put on the road, 
Yeah, I mean, when you say with the, the, the damage is significant when a car's been in a flood, but if it has been fixed, I mean, it, it, what is the risk of buying a car that has been refurbished after a flood? Well, because the, the damage of a flooded car cannot show up for many years. Uh, the, the water can ruin the electronics, uh, the mechanical systems. Uh, it, it really can take a long time for, for, the, for the problems uh, to, to surface. And, and it, you know, uh, a, a remanufacturer can kind of clean it up. They can make it look good. But, I mean, that really, the telltale sign is um, a, an extremely low price for, let's say, a relatively new car with low miles. And and again, it, you you might be it might run okay in the short run, but in the long run, I mean, something some important components like like the airbag electronics can be completely messed up. Well, all right, Mister Car Expert, which is the best vehicle to withstand that kind of water damage? <laughs> <laughs> a boat, a boat, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> an so, Evinrude. So, with a, with a lack of uniformity in in reporting uh, that a car has been been in a flood. If you find yourself in a situation where you've now obtained one of these vehicles, I mean, what kind of uh, you know what kind of recourse do you have? Can you can you sue the person who sold it to you? I, I think that really depends on the state that you live in, what those kinds of laws are. Um, I'm you know I don't I don't really have a, a, a great answer for for that because I'm I'm not sure. Um, but but I think one of the things that you can do to try to prevent that. In, in the future is if you don't understand the whole title washing gobbledygook, you as just kind of an average person, you don't even have to be a mechanic to, to be able to inspect a car that might have been in a flood damage. I mean, w- one thing you could do is, is, is a car that you're thinking about buying, look at the carpets. See if they, they show signs of being waterlogged. I mean, they often will spill, smell musty, uh, you know, really bad odors. Uh, check the seat mounting screws to see if there's any evidence that they were removed. I mean, often if you've got to dry out a car, you've got to remove the seats, you've got to remove all kinds of stuff. And so you can see evidence of, of bolts that were recently loosened and tightened back up. You also want to look uh, in the lights. Uh, of the, the, the lights will have a, like a visible water line that could show in the reflector. There could be um, fish open. in there. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. But seriously, I mean, think about all the all the places where water and dirt can accumulate. If if uh, you know if, if a car is in a flood, open up the trunk again. Smell smell the the, the the trunk mat. Look for signs of of mud and silt in the lower parts of the trunk, like where the tr- the spare tire uh, would be. I mean, you normally wouldn't see dirt in there to begin with. So so I mean, it, people like often say, well, you know, I how, I can't inspect a car. I, I don't know any of this stuff. I, I'm I'm not a mechanic. You don't need to be a mechanic. All you need to use is you know, like your eyes uh, and your and your nose to be able to kind of smell when a car uh, seems like it was underwater. Well, I mean, Tom, it worked for Tom Cruise in Risky Business. He got that car all refurbished before yeah, you, his parents got yeah, back. You would home. never have known. Yeah, but I'm not going to dance in my underwear. Oh yeah. Hey, I got a I got a question for you. I saw a story. Uh, of, I mean, like two weeks ago, I just thought it was a you know, pretty interesting. I want to ask you about it. Toyota has uh, allegedly uh, come up with or developed a a battery uh, that can uh, that would have a range of seven hundred and forty five miles on it and can be charged in about ten minutes. This isn't ready to go out into the into the public yet. They're not ready to start selling cars until maybe like 2027 
but it sounds to me like what Toyota has done here has completely changed the game for electric vehicles. Is, do you see it the same way? And, and what do you know about this? I, I'm, I have heard about this, but, you know, oftentimes they, they say, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, there's, there's at least two kinds of liars in the world. One are politicians, and the other are battery engineers. Uh, you know, because it's, it's, it's like, you know, for, for years when we're seeing the evolution of electric cars, we're always saying, you know, they, they need to have a better range. They need to be able to charge up faster. They need to not lose a whole bunch of range in the cold weather. And, and we're, you know, we're always promised that, oh, it's right around the corner. And listen, in the defense of all the car manufacturers doing electric vehicles, they've definitely gotten better. They've, they've gotten uh, to the point where they're charging up quicker and, and they're producing more range. Now, you know, what, one thing about, about Toyota, and you need to keep this in perspective, they've been the, the, one of the most reluctant manufacturers to get into electric vehicles. In fact, they only sell one pure electric called the BZ4X. And it's it's kind of a mediocre effort that they they co-partnered with with Subaru to produce this car. Subaru has their own version called the Solterra. Um, Toyota's really short-term uh, solution to all this is what they you know they generically called electrification, and that means pure EVs, hybrids which have gas and electric, and a plug-in hybrid, which means you could plug it into your house and get maybe twenty or thirty miles of all-electric driving before it resorts to a regular hybrid. And and honestly, I, I really think that that is the best way to go if you have a short commute. I, I, I am, I've been amazed at how, how much better electric vehicles have been getting, but you know the 700-mile battery and the quick charge, um, I mean, that would be ideal, but, but you know, how much is this car going to cost? Is it going to be you know, priced like a Lexus, like a Mercedes-Benz? Is it going to be you know, $80,000, you know, $150,000, or is it going to be approachable uh, at like a Toyota Camry price? Well, you know, the, the thing I don't understand is, like, you know, so I got a cell phone, right? And that cell phone over a period of time has the battery life has worn down over the course of time. It's a battery. Batteries do that. And I just I, I just you see a story like this and even even the capacity these these batteries have now. These cars have been out long enough. Does, does the battery charged life? Uh, does it change over time? Does it get less efficient? Does it does it hold its charge less the more you use the car? Yes. 100% yes. That, the, the batteries will degrade over time. Uh, and, and, and the, you know, when you, in terms of, of like a, 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 an electric vehicle car warranty, it's usually like eight years or 100,000 miles. You know, we're still kind of studying the long-term uh, ownership of, of electric vehicles here at Consumer Reports. We have more and more vehicles in Consumer Reports reliability surveys, so we're finding out which models are holding up and which, which aren't. We're not seeing widespread battery failure or premature battery failure on any EVs yet. You know, in fact, the, the, uh, the, the, the powertrain, the propulsion system of electric vehicles is very stout and very reliable. It's, it's all the other things that are breaking on EVs like that, that are breaking on normal cars. I mean, the simple car electronics squeaks and rattles, things like that. But but that you know the battery and the motor itself are, are not you know showing widespread failure. But you're absolutely right, Bax. Just like your cell phone, your electric vehicle battery will um, get worse over time. Hey, uh, Mike, uh, uh, just uh, jumping tracks uh, back. Have you heard anything about these F-150s? I recently sold mine. I had a I had the 2016 F-150. I recently got rid of it, uh, mainly because. 
uh, I only have three toes per year on my AAA uh, membership. So <laughs> That's like Deion Santos. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah he's only got two, three toes left, too. Has there been a history of problems on these things? Because I bought an extended warranty, and thank God I did, because it had like $15,000 worth of warranty work. Plastic oil pans they're made of. They're all these different things that were, were failing on this thing. And I don't know if I just had the one bad one, or is this like a like a trend with these things? Well, the Ford F-150 is the the largest selling vehicle of any type in the United States for like the last 25 years. So Ford obviously bangs a lot of these out. Uh-huh. Uh, that They put a lot of money in the redesign, and sometimes they they don't work out all the bugs. I mean, at, in, in its in its best survey year for, from Consumer Reports, the F-150 might attain like an average reliability record, which is you know kind of just okay. It's it's sort of good enough to sort of be recommended if the car does well in our testing, but but it's not certainly stellar. There's there's still no more reliable pickup truck out there than the than the Toyota Tundra or the Toyota Tacoma. Um, so I'm sorry to hear about your F-150, um, and these things do break. Uh, I mean, when, when they redesigned the F-150, they put in this 10-speed automatic transmission, and that can be very complex yeah. and, and, and occasionally problematic. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that, that your truck didn't work yeah. out, and, I, and, I, and I've heard you tell lots of stories yeah. about the problems of this vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, it was funny because, you know, the guy at the dealership was like, you know, when to find out how much it's going to be for a new four-wheel drive differential – He's like, well, you can just go trade it in for a new one. And I'm like, gee, I'm not really sure uh, if I really want one of these again with uh, the, the history that I've had with these. But I just I didn't re- realize if it was a like a long term problem or like maybe I just got the what do they call that? The Monday Friday car. Yeah, and some vehicles can be traditionally reliable. You just happen to get a lemon. And yeah. that's and that is just the, that's mass production. Uh, well, there you go. Mike, let me ask you uh, like one more thing. What is the uh, the reliability and information of a 50-year-old man on a bike? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I would I would take the 50-year-old part because <laughs> yeah. that's younger than I am right oh, now. Wow. <laughs> uh, tell us about the, uh, the 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 PMC challenge. You you've do, you've done this uh, every year as for as long as I can remember. Uh, tell us about w- what that's all about. Well, the, the, the Pan Mass Challenge is a is a bikeathon that raises uh, more money for charity than any other athletic fundraiser in the country. It was started by this guy named Billy Starr, who lost his his mom to cancer in 1979. And in 1980, a bunch of his friends got together and and rode their ten speeds, wearing their you know, cut off jean shorts from Sturbridge to Provincetown, and that kind of started the whole thing. Uh, a lot of Rock 102 listeners know that I that I am a big participant at the, at the Pan Mass Challenge. Uh, one of the reasons I love it so much is 100% of every rider-raised dollar goes to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, which is which is awesome. It means that it's a very efficient charity. Uh, it's not like some of these charities where you know, 60 cents on your dollar goes to overhead and, yeah. and administrative costs and whatnot. Uh, and since 1980, the PMC's raised uh, more than $900 million for Dana-Farber. Uh, it's, it's a massive event, more than 6,000 riders, 3,000 volunteers. It's the first weekend in August. Uh, there's, six, there's 16 different, different routes ranging from 25 miles to 211 miles. I'm going to be doing the, uh, the, the 85-mile ride from Wellesley to Bourne. And um, since 2012, I've raised uh, over over 91 thousand uh, dollars, and 
you know, Rock 102 listeners have been really awesome in, in their you know, generous donations. And I'd say, you know, look up Mike Quincy on the PMC.org website. Make a donation. It's all for a good cause. This is real personal for me. My dad died of pancreatic cancer in 1988. My mom died of pancreatic cancer, believe it or not, in 2016, which, you know, doesn't sound good for me. Um, and my uncle died of esophageal cancer in 2014. So um, it, it, it cancer runs in my family, unfortunately, and we're doing what we can to try to get rid of it. Well, uh, you know, I can, I can uh, empathize with that for sure. And uh, the Dana-Farber uh, Cancer Institute was one of the things that uh, helped us along the way. So uh, I, I fully support uh, uh, your, your, your pan-mass challenge, Aaron, and good, good for doing that. You're going to find out more I, at pmc.org, too, by the way. I really appreciate you guys and you know Rock 102 folks out there. If I've ever helped you to try to, to find out which, which car to buy, uh, now is your turn to, to help me out. Very there good. Go. Mike, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. You bet. Mike Quincy for Consumer Reports. It's 725 on Rock 102. The wing thing is, and you'll get a free three-course meal upgrade every weekend in July. The 99, always the real deal. It's 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. Uh, he will. Also, uh, Mike, Mark, Dr. Mark Kenton will be joining us after uh, 8 o'clock from, uh, from Mercy. Tomorrow, though, uh, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath will be on the show. Sweet. How about that, huh? Geezer right. Butler? Yeah. Got a brand new book out. He talks about, uh, well, I'll talk about Black Sabbath and uh, a couple other things. What else did he do? Well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, he was a kid at one point in his life. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's been around. Uh, I'm sure he'll talk about all the many drugs that the band did over the course of their 50 years, 50 plus years. Uh, all right, it'll be a fascinating yeah, story. Yeah, so, I think so that's coming up uh, tomorrow on the show. Okay. All right. Looking forward to it. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. Mobile 5G home internet. You can say goodbye to the grief of exploding bills. Because with our price lock guarantee, we won't raise your rate for internet ever. And it's just 50 bucks a month with auto pay and eligible payment method. Plus, setup only takes 15 minutes. Get T-Mobile 5G home internet for just 50 bucks a month. Check availability at T-Mobile.com slash 5G internet. Price lock exclusions like taxes and fees apply. Qualifying credit required. Regulatory fees included in $50 price for qualified accounts, plus $5 per month without auto pay. Debit or bank account required. 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint today in Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Traffic alert. Road hang. The Mass Department of Transportation, or Mass DOT, is temporarily closing the Route 9 bridge over the Ware River. Ware River? Ware River. The bridge will be closed uh, today from 6 a.m. until 4 p.m. According to a news release from Mass DOT, a detour will be in place from Route 9 to Knox Avenue to Maple Street to South Street and back to Route 9. Mass DOT made the announcement but did not say they were closing the bridge. The work is weather permitting, which... Pretty nice day out there, so I'm pretty sure it's closed. There uh, will be signs and law enforcement details to help provide direction. So uh, if you're in the where area. Where area? Their area. Uh, avoid avoid wear at all yeah, costs. Well, yeah, listen, I do my best. Well, I, you think the Hawkman's going to get around uh, over the bridge? You know, he's going to get need- from one side to the other. Listen, uh, he doesn't need a bridge. He's got, he's got the rail trail. All he needs is a good headwind that he can make anything. Well, he's got the rascal. You know, he's got the 
the supersized rascal. Oh, he's got that thing is supercharged. Yeah, I wonder what the how the battery life thing on that thing is. Oh, he's plugged in all all day long. I'm sure, he is. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested in connection with the shooting death of Jocelle Camacho. According to the Hamden DA's office, 29-year-old Ryan Navarro was arrested and charged with murder and the shooting death of the 23-year-old Camacho of Chicopee. He was uh, arraigned in Holyoke District Court Tuesday and is being held without the right to bail. He's due back in court on August 25th. On Saturday, May 13th, around 1.32 a.m., Holyoke police were called to the 100 block of Lyman Street following the shot spotter activation. When officers arrived, they found 27-year-old Giselle Camacho of Chicopee Lying on the sidewalk with a gunshot wound, Camacho unfortunately died from those injuries. Navarro is the second suspect arrested in connection with the homicide investigation. On May 19th, 34-year-old James Carminati of Holyoke was arrested and charged with murder. He is also being held without the right to bail. Uh, Governor Maura Healey and other state officials will be in Western Mass today to make announcements on funding to combat food insecurity as well as, a, uh, per, as, well as to provide relief to farms damaged in last week's flooding. After a scheduled stop earlier Thursday morning in central Massachusetts town of Lancaster, the governor will head to Chicopee, where she'll be joined by Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, Mayor John View, and others at the Fruit Fair supermarket for an announcement on food security infrastructure. The program is focused on expanding uh, access to food for families across the Commonwealth, especially food that is produced locally by better connecting uh, 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 producers. Is it producers or producers? Producers. Producers? Sellers, charitable distributors, distributors, distributors. Ah, I got the. Uh, the, the oh, uh. now let me ask you this: How come uh, the governor and uh, you know other politicians and the like? I mean, I understand the whole idea about food insecurity, but yeah. what about the uh, insecure, like regular everyday insecurities? Where where is the help with that? No, well, like, uh, does this does this shirt look too tight on me? Yeah, does my ass look fat? You yeah, know, like, I yeah. mean, those are yeah, the kinds kind of insecurities that a lot of us deal with every single day. I don't know. Uh, it's more about the food right now. They move on to that other stuff. Well, you know, I would like to think they know. get around to the rest of us. Eventually, they will. But for right now, it's the people who need food. Yeah. Okay. To well, that's live. that's their problem now. But you know, the rest of us are suffering from a lot of insecurity every single day. Yeah. Regardless of what's on the plate and in the uh, in the cupboard, it's like about going to these things. Like, to, to, uh, the governor's going to be at the fruit fair in Chicopee. Well, that's great. But what? what yeah, I wouldn't just go to the. I'd go to the fruit fair to buy fruit. I yeah. wouldn't go to the fruit fair because the governor was coming here. Look who just walked in the door. Unbelievable. How about this? Come on in here. Get in here. Is he, does he know? Yeah, come on. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, look at this guy. Marty Caproni. Oh, hey, hey, Marty hey, Caproni, everybody. Expect you today. Are we live on air right we now? We are live oh. on the air, so you better uh, behave yourself. I'm trying. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Are you uh, Are you preparing for the governor's visit at the fruit fair market this afternoon? Wait, the governor's coming to the fruit fair in Yeah, Chicopee? Yeah, we were just talking about how she's uh, going to be talking about uh, people's insecurities. And uh, I know you. Uh, the, the governor thinks I'm insecure? Well, food insecure. Well, now I'm upset. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we were See just, how insecure yeah. I was about that? And I was just uh, mentioning, like, I would not go to the fruit fair just because the governor's there. I'd go to the fruit fair just to buy fruit. I'm going to wrong. You're Why? wrong. Why? What's going on over there? This is Chickabee. I can speak about this. All right, authority. let's do it. You're not going to the fruit fair to buy fruit. You're going to the fruit fair to buy chicken salad. Is that right? Really? It's actually called chicken spread. 
Oh wait, a minute. is it, is it like that uh, that stuff in the can, the Underwood no, Devil with the Devil no, Chicken Spread? No, there? I used to no. hate that stuff. Actually, no. isn't Chicken Spread illegal in at least forty eight states? It's, it's in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> I believe Spread Eagles a, are the worst <laughs> ones. There's been a few incidents. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there is chicken chicken. I, now I want to say Chicken Spread Eagle. There's chicken. <laughs> there's chicken. We can make that happen <laughs> for you if you'd like. <laughs> Well, the governor. Uh, so <laughs> now, who's chicken? <laughs> there is uh, the fruit fair. It, the, uh, people in chicken fair get mad at me for even uh, saying this, but if you like chicken salad, I, I don't know if you guys are Steve. I'm going to assume you hate chicken salad. No, I love chicken salad. I actually make a. This good might one. be the first food thing we agree. on. Bax and I are on the same page with food stuff left and right. Yeah, this might be the first thing you and I. I'll I'll agree tell you on. how I like it after you finish your story. Oh God, it's probably some weird, stupid way. No, 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 it's not. Go, okay, keep going. Our chicken salad at the fruit fair in Chicopee is like a legend. Like if you grew up in Chicopee, mm-hmm. chances are your mom gave you chicken salad sandwiches with the chicken salad from fruit fair. Mm-hmm. So when fruit fair sold from the old Polish people who had it, it sold to uh, actually a Vietnamese family. The kid and I actually went to college together. So I just happened to walk in the day he was closing on the business. And he's like, oh, Marty, what do I need for uh, to, to know about the business? And I was like, if you touch the chicken salad everyone in this town will burn this place down. And he was like, you're like the 900th person today who's told me that. And now it's been sold. It's sold to, I believe they're maybe Indian, uh, wicked nice family. They're yeah. awesome, super good people. Um, they spent a lot of money. They refurbed it. But the chicken salad, they've kept the same. It's the same recipe that's going on right. almost well, 50 right. years. I'm going to have to go try it now. Yeah, and it, it, the governor being there, I, I highly recommend they feed the governor the chicken salad. Uh, I, 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 uh, I like chicken salad, but I started making a lot more of it ever since I got a smoker last year, and I smoked oh, you the make chicken. you smoke chicken salad. Yeah. And then you cut it up with the onions and the, and the uh, celery. Onions. Yeah, you put onions. You put onions in your chicken salad. It's. I mean, you could, but See, I don't Bax think it's is necessary. Trying to be political right now. What are you he thought that was about? weird onions too. Onions are part of chicken salad. No, they're oh, not. For God's yeah. sake! Okay. Celery. Come here and the two of you. <laughs> celery is part of chicken salad. Not and onions don't just go where celery goes. All right, you saw the video. You what about steak and cheese on a hot dog? <sighs> I saw that monstrosity. Actually, I thought it, it looked really good. It looks it's a it's unnatural. It should not stand. But the fat guy in me was like, "That looks delicious. I want to eat it." <laughs> yeah, so yeah, bad. No, it was so good. It was so, so good. good. Uh, well, we're gonna have to go back there and uh, and try the other thing. I think we there. need to settle this once and for all. This yeah. this hot dog thing has become. You made that video. Shots fired. I mean, immediately my inbox blows up with listeners. <laughs> They're like, Marty, Nagel's, check this out. Nagel's eating hot dogs. He's trashing you on the video. Yeah. Did, I, you, did you notice what wasn't on any of those hot dogs? Yeah. Ketchup, all, any bit of ketchup. All American yeah. ketchup. Because you hate freedom in your economy. <laughs> That's why. That's it. I like a sausage. I'm a, I'm a German guy. I like a sausage, any kind of hot dog, any kind of wiener. If you, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. By the way, I listened to the commercials on the way in. There was so many uh, euphemisms in those commercials. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I won't say them because then uh, yeah, right. not standing in the commercials. That's a good idea. Good. You tell us off the air. Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the hot dog thing 
has become an issue. And now the three of us are in a room, I can get an answer from Bax. Because uh-huh. he's going to give me the Chicago dog answer, right? Yeah. We already talked about that a little bit. But do you think there's anything wrong with ketchup on a hot dog? I'm not going to pass judgment on Dang. someone who's got ketchup on a hot dog. Right. Would you I, put ketchup on a hot dog? That's no. A, yeah. See? And, and it's, it's nothing to do with whether it tastes good or not. It's just, you know, my preference would not be ketchup. Being so I, like, d- diplomatic here. Oh, you, I, it's, uh, I wouldn't personally do it, but, but uh, I think everybody no, can I, do it. But I'm, I'll make a firm stance here. I'm perfectly happy with a bald dog. You like the uh, dog bald? I'll go bald. Bald, he likes bald, a, bald. He likes a naked dog. A bald yeah. dog. He likes a plain old wiener. Sometimes uh. that's what, uh, what scratches me where I itch. <laughs> Okay, it's a good bald dog. <laughs> a good bald dog. Yeah, but it has to be on a grilled bun. Then I prefer the grilled yeah, bun. Yeah. You want to make it delicious? What Give about me a grilled the early? Bun. What about the early nineties? How did you like your dogs in the early nineties? My well, uh, <laughs> nothing's a joke. Oh. All right, so <laughs> uh, okay, uh, it went over my head because I. That's fine. Yeah. It went over your bald head. Oh, so, yeah. which is probably why you also don't like. Well, ketchup. I think it's probably because of the argument that, that you'd have to be under eighteen to enjoy your ketchup on a hot dog. Yeah, the, your, yeah, your argument, this is what I got upset about, the original thing, was the shaming of people who loved it and saying they're immature. So my question, <laughs> I guess, should be more pointed, which is, do you think it's immature? Like, when I put, if we're at a barbecue, right? Let's say we're at uh, Hawkman's uh, bur- barbecue next year for his birthday. Because, yeah, yeah. Bax, I know you'll be there because, you know, you won't be on vacation. No, actually, I have emergency surgery that <laughs> day. <laughs> so, all right. So let's say we're there. So we're yeah. at the, we're, we're there, and uh, they have hot dogs, and you see me, and I I squirt some ketchup in my hot dog. Are you thinking in your head like as I'm squirting, are you thinking I like ketchup, Daddy? Like I'm immature, or are you thinking like that's yeah, just Marty putting ketchup? I, I, I look at him like there's a 46 year old man child. See, yeah. now I would I would think it is you know because I know what your preference is. I'd be right. like, oh, look at this guy, he's doing doing it again. He learned nothing. All this judgment from you guys i don't understand listen i was trying to, i was trying to be switzerland here i mean yeah. I, was, I was trying to be uh you know yeah, i know yeah, non-committal yeah. And, and making everybody happy well and my first point about this whole guy who started this entire thing that's now become part of my life because i have to answer the question everywhere i go the president of the hot dog is the president of the hot dog council. i'm saying if you're the president of the hot dog association you got one job sell more hot dogs right so why would you shame the people who like hot dogs with probably pro- arguably probably the most popular condiment in America on a it, hot dog. It's marketing genius. The guy created uh, a debate, and then people are now arguing about that. This is So true. then you're going out to buy more hot he, dogs. He did, get, guy, yeah. he did get you and I to go have breakfast hot dogs at 930 in the morning. And at the he White made hot. me go out to yesterday yeah. uh, to, to, to prove a point. But yeah, we talked about it last hour, and you, and you showed it on the video. Yeah. And this is the, and uh, this is what I'm anticipating. I want a, I want a, uh, I want a big mouthful of that home record is what you I want. want. I want the home record. A two-pound two hot dog. Could you do it? Could I do it? Yeah. Yes. I could do a lot of things. It doesn't mean I necessarily am going to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I will do the home record on a Friday because then I know that uh, I, I have all of Saturday to make an appointment with my toilet. <laughs> I'm not doing a like home. You gotta like you, gra- like you got to grab a number at like at a bakery. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing a home record and then coming in here. You know what I mean? 
Uh, are you going to stick around for a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to stick around for, for a little bit. All sure. right. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be 85 and sunny. Tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms of the highest 79. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news. I'm Garage Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Journey with Bax and Nagel. And Marty Caproni is here. Yes, Just joining us. Popping uh, by. Popping, the popping. It reminds me like uh, of like the Tonight Show when uh, you... You know, Sinatra, yeah, Sinatra's the guest, and all of a sudden, you know, Don Rickles shows up, and everybody goes crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I take Don Rickles. That's not even that's that's good. No, I don't want to insult you and say yeah. like, uh, you know, like a carrot top or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I was, do, I wouldn't do that <laughs> carrot, to you. Carrot top stops it. I pull out a trunk and I just start doing prop comedy for you guys. <laughs> I like that. Great. Yeah, there'll be plenty of prop comedy tonight at the uh, Lost Comedy Club. Check me twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard of that. You haven't? Before. No. Oh, no. It's the best deal in town, no, Steve. It no. really is. Yeah, at 20 bucks, you get dinner. You get dinner, dinner? And, and a comedy show. And a comedy show? In air conditioning. Stores at 7 p.m. Well, shut the front door. Show at 8. It's yeah. not on the website. You just show up and pay and go in person. Uh, how about that? You yeah. know what's great? Is he'll be able to uh, promote it next week, too, since he'll be uh, covering for you while you're back on vacation. Yeah, how A many well-deserved vac- one, by the yes, way. Yes, this is a long week to be back for Listen, you. Listen, I, I, uh, I worked really hard this week, and uh, I don't even know if I can get through another day tomorrow, but uh, I'll, I'll muddle through. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> the toughest day of the week for you. Are you going anywhere for this one, or are you uh, as a staycation? Uh, I'll probably go to Chickabee or... Ooh. He's heard about the chicken salad. I was going to yeah. say, honestly, you know, I'm almost tempted to go there after the show get some chicken salad and bring it in here tomorrow would you guys eat it if i brought it in or not? i would eat sure, chicken would. salad sure would you yeah. yeah all right does it have I'm onions gonna... in it it does uh, <laughs> <sighs> does chicken salad not have onions in it i don't I, understand that well you know what actually uh do you put I'm... onions in your chicken salad so if i'm making chicken salad no Thank i you. usually don't but you i know grew... who else doesn't everybody in the country all right but i grew up on on willow tree farms Chicken salad. They they sell that at yes. at, uh, at, uh, at Big Y now, but it's a ri- it originates from Attleboro. Correct. So the actual store is really? there. Willow Tree. Yeah. Like the actual. I know the. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I mean, we used to eat that stuff by the bucket load, and I I you know I'm always up for trying something that might be slightly better, but you know that's to me that's chicken salad, and I don't know if I don't believe there's any. I've never stumbled across an onion in Willow Tree. No. No. You know. Just because there's celery doesn't mean there there needs to be onion, Steve. I don't know how you don't like I said you don't get buffalo wings and they they throw you some celery sticks and then some onion sticks. It doesn't happen. <laughs> they don't go together. Tuna salad does that have onions in it or no? No. Yeah. Just mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Maybe cucumber, a little bit of cucumber. cucumber. What are you talking about? I'm done listening celery, to this celery, nonsense. Celery, I'm done celery. listening to your nonsense. Not, now hear this. Oh, gee, I wanted to prepare oh, this. Yeah. There you now go. hear this. Push the button right. Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Smooth as silk. <laughs> smooth, smooth as silk. I wasn't sure we were going down that road, but since we're here, why not? I don't even know if we're going to be able to get to all these uh, these little clips here. But, uh, you know, I love that uh, that There I Ruined It. You know, we heard um, we heard Elvis Presley doing Baby Got Back the other day. Oh, God, the AI and, stuff? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Johnny Cash, not Johnny Cash, singing uh, Barbie Girl along with Party in the USA. <laughs> Here is, uh, here's Louis Armstrong. 
with a version of the Saints Go Marching In. Apple bottom jeans. Apple bottom jeans. Swing the first. Oh, the whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. Next thing there you know. Oh, God. Shorty got low, 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 low. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, God. I like that. I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. You know who's probably not a fan? His family. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa is singing Flo Rider. (laughs) He's been dead for 20 years. Well, we heard this one the other day. I like it, sir. I've been to a Sir Elvis a lot concert. You know, I like yeah. uh, what I would like to hear. I would like to hear like Frank Sinatra doing uh, "Doing the Butt" by EU. That would be a good one. That would be. Good. Can we make those, or does that guy have to this, do it? This guy is uh, is making uh, them. Some of them I can't play because they have uh, they have some uh, vulgarities in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, too bad. Well, it was the oh, it was the the Snoop Dogg one. That sounds like a like a happy morning fun. It was gin and juice on like this happy morning fun show thing. <laughs> it was good. And that's it. It's seven fifty seven. Oh, and that's just ne- got into the middle. It's seven fifty seven. I don't know. Doctor Mark Kenton from uh, Mercy Medical Center going to be on the phone with us uh, coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, and that's Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock102.com, the TuneIn app, and your smart speaker. Thanks to the Stream Team, Rock102, and Hool Construction. Hool are the experts in hospital, private, medical, commercial, and industrial facility construction. RayHool.com. Attention New England, Leah Toyota of Wilbraham is rapidly becoming the area's leader in new and certified pre-owned Toyota sales. Go see my good buddy John Kupek. He's the general manager over at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. He got me into my Toyota. He can get you into yours. With truckloads arriving daily, they currently have over 250 new Toyotas in their inventory and rebates up to $7,500 and interest rates as low as 3.9%. There'll never be a better time to purchase your new Toyota, as always. Instant credit approval is only a click away. All credit applications will be accepted. Everyone drives at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at leahtoyotawilbraham.com. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, what has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. Oh, stop. Oh, come on. Come on. That's, it's, not, uh, that's not fair. You sunny. know what? He, what? Doesn't, he doesn't put anything on his hot dog because he can't. <laughs> he can't shoot the ketchup over to well, the other side. He can't hold the hot he's, dog and the uh, ketchup bottle at the same he's time. He's even bald and he has no choice. Hey, listen, we have, we have a guest we have to get to here on the Sorry. phone. It's uh, been a while since we've uh, had him on the phone, but uh, emergency uh, room specialist at Mercy, it's uh, Dr. Mark Kenton. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Nice to talk to you, Marty, too, as well. And I, I got to say, ketchup on hot dogs all the way. Yeah! Really? Uh, What's up, Doc? Yeah, and that's daily. a guy who works with blood. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. You know, daily serving of fruit, right? That's so. right. Yeah, you know what's shameful here, Mark? Like, you're the only one of us, of, of, the, of the four of us now, that's, that's actually educated. You're the one saying <laughs> you're <Right>. confirming <laughs> the ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> Doc, I just want to say... If Nagel ever comes in because that smoker blows up in his face or something, <laughs> and you're and you're assigned to him, before you make any medical decisions, understand he thinks of you as a 13 year old child. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> 
outside the hospital. <laughs> yeah, right. That way. <laughs> So the the reason you're joining us today is, uh, and this is not uh, this is not just a, a situation going at mercy, but you know hospitals and uh, and medical uh, you know, offices all over the country. There's a significant uh, shortage of, uh, of, uh, of of workers in healthcare right now. Tell us about what's what's going on and what are you guys doing to combat that? Oh uh, yeah, you know it. it you look at pre-COVID and across. Massachusetts, we had a shortage of 5,000 nurses at that point in time. And, you know, now that we're out of COVID, we have even more of a shortage because people have left the profession or, you know, retired or just, you know, have not as many have gone into it. So, you know, nationally, this is a shortage everywhere, which is obviously having an impact on, on you know, wait times and throughput through hospitals. Um, and really impacting us. So, so like everything else that was affected, whether it be going to restaurants and getting service, or even uh, one of my colleagues has been stuck in Miami for, since Monday because he, there's no pilots to fly the planes home. So, on the airline that he's on, so it's a problem everywhere. And I've kind of, but from a nursing standpoint, there's no better time to go into to nursing than now. I, I mean, I've looked at nursing to healthcare is almost like what. Shohei Otani is going to be the Major League Baseball. That guy can write his own ticket as far as what he, you know, the, what he wants to make, and and nurses are able to kind of drive drive that right now from the standpoint of of there's need and um, you know places are willing to pay for that. So um, it's a, it's an issue right now. Well, I mean, let me ask you this because you know, no one wants to go to a hospital and think that uh, either their doctor or nurse or you know whatever is, is you know, has got the job and may not have all the qualifications simply because they needed to fill a position. But are are hospitals even considering you know lowering the standards of who they hire for these positions, or is that something that they simply refuse to do? No, we can't. You can't really do that. You have to take someone who's gone through the schooling and, and you know the training process for that. Um, you know, we have a program where we would we were bringing in students that were like in their senior year and hiring them as techs and and uh, and then training them that way and then so that they learn the system, develop the system, and and then when they complete their degree, you hope that they stay on with you. Um, but from a standpoint of you know, you really when you when you hire someone for emergency medicine or for ICU, you need someone who either has that type of background or you feel you can train that, that person to work in that environment because they're very difficult environments to work in, both you know, ERs and, and ICUs. So, there, so um, are no, there are no brain surgeons operating locally on an associate's degree level, right? No, no. So nobody no, uh, went to the DeVry Institute no. that's working on me. So, <laughs> the ITT Technical Medical Center. Right. I, I guess that answers my question, Doc. I was just going to say if it was okay with you and you guys are fine with it, I could fill in in between Steve's vacation schedule and the ER. <laughs> There's a lot of vacation going on there. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, we'll 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 take you. We need the help. It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good as a real doctor, but it's better than if you just played a tape recorder (laughs) of a doctor. You know, uh, but in but in all seriousness, and and what you were saying is that you know ICUs and ERs are different environments than maybe other uh, sections of the hospital. Does it take a certain kind of person? To, to work in that environment? I mean, you're talking about a high-paced, I mean, uh, 
I don't know, high energy level job where you, where you always have to be on because you never know what's going to be coming in. Yeah, I think so. I, I think emergency medicine draws a personality to it as well that most of us, you know, have a um, very short attention span. So if that if that makes sense in the, in the, in the sense that you 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 have a patient, you fix the problem, you move on to that next patient. So um, you know we you know you you can feed on that adrenaline of of working in that environment of you know you're you're doing ten different tasks at one time in, in, in your mind and trying to organize that. So I think it takes I think that does take a a you know. Um, a certain type of personality to, to work in, in that environment, you know, and ICU as well. I mean, you have to be, you know, um, you know, especially for ICU nurses, you know, there's, there's ratios for ICUs. So one nurse for every two patients. And, and if you look at if, if a nurse is statistically, if a nurse is pushed to have to work to a one to three ratio, you know, there's, there's research out there that will say, you know, that the mortality of that pay of, of, you can go up by as much as 7%. So you really don't want to push those ratios, you know, from a nursing standpoint. But, you know, when you have a shortage of, of nurses, if you have a patient that comes into the ER and you admit a patient, if you don't have enough nurses upstairs to put the patient in a bed upstairs, they're going to sit in the emergency room, and then you can't bring patients into the ER from the waiting room. So, and then patients get upset and they and they leave and, and we don't want that. We never want patients to leave. They come to us for a reason. We want to help them, and you know, and and you know, make them make them better and not have them walk out your front door, um, you know, from a staffing perspective. Yeah, you so, don't you don't want to go to the Jiffy Lube Mid Express down the street. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, they but, give you a nasty review on Google. What's happening? Yeah, unfortunately, what's happening now is actually that's true. You you get you can get bad reviews on Google. Um, that that's 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 reality. <laughs> um, but um, you know, we it, it's um, you know that we want to have that constant throughput through a hospital, and it, it's becoming more difficult everywhere right now because of the shortage, and even to the point where you have to transfer patients at times because you may not you know have enough staff or have the have the right staff to. To open up part of a hospital that you need, and you have to transfer a patient somewhere else. So it's it's been challenging. Yeah, I'm just reading your Yelp review. It says you didn't give one patient a lollipop at the end of the visit. What's going on there? <laughs> it's a choking hazard. I yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh, you must have missed that day in medical school. I'm, I'm uh, taking my gunshot wound elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Marquette on the phone. You know, you, you you talk about these staffing shortages, and and you know, I, there's, I mean, there's so many different ramifications. Of this, you know, people you know all the time complain about the amount of time they have to wait in an emergency room just to be seen. This all plays into that. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that right. are contributing to it, but but staffing shortages are probably the the, the main culprit of why people are, are spending hours to a full day in an emergency room situation. Absolutely, and it's, it's the nursing shortage more than anything. That's that, that's just the reality to it. If you I mean, if you have a child and they don't know what they want to do. Nursing is the career to go into right now. Um, it's it, there's that many jobs that are out there, and you know, unfortunately, that does increase your wait times. And and when I go through the waiting room, I try to go through the waiting room and introduce myself to, to patients and explain the process. Patients will say, "Well, that person went in before me." It's like, "Well, that person's having a heart attack or something else." Where well, you're not, and and there's a triage process, so it's not based upon time of arrival, but really based upon 
you know, what the presentation of the patient is and what the need of the patient is. <laughs> so it's, and also there's different parts of an emergency department that people will go to. There's higher, higher acuity per parts versus areas that are more of a fast track area as well. So, you know, based upon the complaint and the severity of it, it's going to also determine what part of the department you'll go to. So hey, you get a little of this guy, triage. It's triage Will you please stop? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you guys don't give those little, uh, you don't give those little things like you get at Olive Garden, that blink when you're ready to go in for surgery? <laughs> just, yeah. I haven't been. Just a suggestion. Just blink once or take a number at the deli. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark, what, one of the other things that you and I kind of uh, talked about a little bit uh, uh, for our correspondence for, for this interview was uh, blood pressure. We talked about health and, uh, and why blood pressure is so important. Uh, do you think downing a steak and cheese beef hot dog <laughs> with or without ketchup with or without ketchup is a good idea? Well, if you're doing that every day, it's going to become an issue. But yeah. I think we're all out to cheat once in a while. But yeah, you know, one of the problems that, that people have had is that there was there was you know lack of patients going to their primary care physicians for a long time with COVID. You know, everything you know became Zoom or you know offices were shut down. And, you know, the basic things weren't being treated. The basic things like blood pressure and diabetes and all those things weren't being treated. And, um, you know, if you have someone who has blood pressure that goes uncontrolled for a long time, that's going to affect every organ. It's going to affect the heart, the kidney, the brain. It's going to potentially in increase the risk of having a heart attack, having a stroke, um, or other problems. So, you know, it's really kind of important to, you know, Address, you know, see what that is, you know, see your primary care physician, and manage it and take the medication. I'll have patients some of the times who say, well, I had high blood pressure and I took medication, but I stopped it because my blood pressure got better. And so, well, that's why it got better, because you were taking the medication. So and it's just a matter of educating the patients, you know, as far as what the need is. Because hey, it's hey, a long-term problem. I got a gold star from my, uh, my doctor because uh, I had high blood pressure, the the possibility that I could go on medication, but then I started taking care of myself. That's a unique thing, by the way. Yeah, people don't normally do that. And my blood pressure is yeah. now uh, 117 over 78 was the last time I checked Jeez. it last week. Yeah. Check out Mr. Peloton over here. I know, yeah. yeah. And by the way, uh, you can buy a Peloton uh, through Peloton.com. And, yeah. <laughs> do they have a little holder on the Peloton for the steak and cheese hot dog? I believe they do, yeah. 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 Eat, eat, eat and drink while you're riding. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Mark Kenton from Mercy Medical Center. It's great to talk to you, and, uh, and, and hopefully we'll get some people uh, being nurses very soon. Yeah, stay well, guys. All right, All right you thanks. too. Take Dr. Care. Mark Kenton with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Rock 102's Clement to the long list of HVAC services they specialize in. So next time you need a professional plumber, call the plumbing experts. Berkshire Heating and Air Conditioning in West Springfield. It's 826 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast in just a minute. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath is going to be on the show. Wow. Yeah, I know. Huh? What a badass is that? pretty yeah. big. And, uh, and you may be here too? Uh, yeah. yeah right. Marty Caproni coming back. All right. Sounds good. We are going to cause some problems some tomorrow. There's going to be chicken salad all over the studio. Oh, yeah. That's I got to go make that now. I you offer, don't have to. Let's, just, let's just have his chicken salad. You don't have to. I'm just, you know, if well, you want to make it with onions and prove something, go ahead. We're not going to stop you, but you don't have to feel pressured to. All right. Because well, yeah, what's going to happen if you spend all day making chicken salad and the, uh, the fruit farm is better?
Yeah. You're going to feel like a jerk. You spent all day making the chicken salad. Do you really want to put yourself in that kind of position? I would say you wouldn't. No, because I usually make things better than most places anyway. Oh, that's I'm a little cocky little you bastard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Take the time and make something. Uh, you can uh, you can do it. Yourself. I love the fruit fair so much. I'm on their text list. They text me every day the specials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's on the specials today? You want to see? I'll yeah. tell you. Uh, please uh, uh, let me know what's going on. Call the fruit my fair bluff. Specials. You, you don't think I'm on a, a text? No, basis I believe you fair? because that would be something dumb that you do. A Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, <laughs> Fridays a flash sale. Wings, seventy nine cents a pound. Bacon sausage rolls, two for five. Mmm. Ham, five ninety nine a pound. Ninety percent beef patties, four ninety nine a pound. Blueberries, three dollars, three for five dollars. Reply, stop to quit. I'm not going to quit you, Fruit Fair. I love you. <laughs> Look at you. And you, a little shopper. I can't quit. That's, you. Like, that's a very, <laughs> that's a very like uh, elderly thing that you're doing. There. What's that? Oh, I'm getting the special. What's the specials today at the fruit <laughs> yeah, fair? But the elderly aren't going to have a text yeah, them. They, they want the mailer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if I was elderly, I'd be like, how how do I get the text to work See, on this, sweetie? But but that's the thing. Eventually, you know, those people are dying off now. The ones that right. prefer the circulars, right. <laughs> the one that fall out of the yeah. newspaper. Uh, Think about it. Remember the, the Sunday newspaper? The Sunday newspaper used to be the biggest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Dad would bring home the Sunday newspaper, start cracking a Budweiser at 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, we'd all start reading the family circle in the far side. And then uh, my mom would look through the uh, the circulars, and I would look through the like the Kmarts and the Caldors and all the electronic stuff that uh, they had. And Cool, cool. Your childhood, what? no wonder why you don't like ketchup on hot dog. You, you know, that, I, that's your... That. No, but for some reason I like Jack Daniels on pancakes. So, uh, you know. <laughs> we all have our things, still, Marty. Still, we all have our things. Still, yeah. still one of my favorite jokes, by the way. Why, and, don't, why yeah. don't you be more like your brother? brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just about 829. News is next to Rock 102. To the market and even back Here's to some parts Western of Holyoke. Master. Provided by Valley Transport. See them on Facebook for more information. Heritage Street, Holyoke. 831. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Hamden County DA's office has identified the victim of a shooting Monday night in Springfield. According to spokesperson Jim Lydon, 21-year-old Daniel Romero of Springfield was the victim of the shooting. Springfield officers were called to the 100 block of block of Marengo Park around 10:45 p.m. for a report of the uh, of a gunshot victim. Romero was found with a gunshot wound. He was taken to a nearby hospital, but died from his injuries. It was discovered that the shooting took place on the 100 block of Belmont Avenue. Springfield police, along with the DA's office, are investigating the incident. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Detective Bureau. Uh, National Hot Dog Day was yesterday. Uh, they have listed on 22 News' website the 10 blessed places to get a hot dog. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Jack's Hot Dog Stand in North Adams. Oh, yeah, very close to all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's Hot Dog in Waitley. Good dog. You ever been there? Is it really? Yes, yeah. I have. They make Tom's makes a real mean dog. Tio's hot dogs in Pittsfield. Been there too. Also very good. And the hot dog ranch in Pittsfield. Nick's Nest up in Holyoke. Hot dog ranch in Pittsfield. Johnny's hot dogs in Southbridge. I like how like most of these Southbridge? places are not anywhere not near her other than Holyoke gonna, and what? Who the hell's gonna go to Southbridge for a hot dog? 
Maybe if you need it with your heroin. Yeah, no kidding. I've been doing heroin all day. I've yeah. really got the munchies. Yeah, we, I'm so high, I might actually put ketchup on it. We, we got the fentanyl dog over here. It'll knock you right out for a day. Uh, Cindy's Driving in Granby. I've always wanted to go to this place because they made that rap video there a couple of years ago. You remember that? Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. Cindy's yeah. has a good dog, too. I, I, By the way, when I'm telling you guys all this, I'm not making it up. That's why I knew Hot Dog Ranchy for that. Just saying, I know my way around a hot dog, so my opinion should carry some weight, Steve. That's all. I bet you do know your way around a hot dog. <laughs> now... You're eating these things, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oops. Uh, Scotty's in Leeds. Never, never, never been there. Foley's Franks in Northampton. I never heard of that either. Never, no. never heard of it. Mount Tom Road Route 5 in Northampton. I've never heard of that. No. Foley's Franks. Neither. Nope. Oh, maybe that's another place. Another road trip. Yeah. But it's like, like, you know, they put this list together. Obviously, you know, Nick's Nest is a longstanding uh, right. hot dog Wait. stand in Hoyo. But what about all these other places? I think the, the the 22 News Kid just went and said, oh, let me Google hot dog places and see where they are. Is that, is, yeah, is that is that it? That's the whole list? Yeah, 10, uh, yeah, hot, yeah. Yeah, Hot Dog Ranch. Most of these are in Pittsfield. Hot Dog Ranch. A Johnny's hot dogs. I just Did said that. Five uh, J creamy and pace. They don't have uh, Autumn's Farms on there. They don't have uh, White Hut. No, they don't. They don't have Friendlies. Friendlies yeah, still makes a good dog. The only about. thing they don't mess. Friendlies makes a great dog too. What? Friendlies. Yeah, but you got to wait six hours yeah, to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You got to order it <laughs> this hot dog day, and it'll be ready by next hot dog day. Yeah, they don't have. I I I honestly believe that they just have these kids go. All right, you. Go do a thing about hot dog day and put the 10 best hot dog Make places. content. That's what yeah. they want. Yeah, content. here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up your Yelp uh, account yeah. and just put hot dog and just put the top 10 that show up. Dumbest thing. How do you not have, the, I mean, the white hot too? Autumn like, how do you not have those people? on it? That was ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's an incomplete list. Yes. Incomplete yeah. list. It's a... Uh, it's only got one like local place. If twenty two wants to do restaurants, they can just call Bax and I. We can give them a list of every kind of restaurant Honest in the God. area. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know where they where they where they, how they figured out how, where that information uh, comes from. Top one places to get bacon hash. <laughs> I know only one place, and it, it never disappoints. It. Uh, East Hamptons Nashawanak Pond. Is that how you say that? Yeah, no, pond is the right way to say it. Nashawanak <laughs> is uh, closed uh, to allow the pond to be treated to control the growth of invasive plants, but the closure will not be long. Waters will be uh, treated with herbicides over the... Uh, oh, it actually happened already. They oh. treated it yesterday. I'll jump right in. Uh, according to the uh, Pond <laughs> Steering Committee. The ponds, the Nashawak Pond Steering Committee. How do you get involved in that yeah. group? Well, yeah. I, uh, make sure you don't call anybody a lily over there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, treatment will be conducted as allowed by the Mass Department of Environmental Protection. The city contracted the uh, treatment to, to Solitude Lake Management to apply the herbicides. Water restriction signs were placed around the pond. So if uh, if you drink any of it, then that's you're on your own at that point. Yeah. Well, well, hey, if you're that idiot in uh, Hoyo, grab your surfboard, bro. Surf something. <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, it is safe to say that uh, Massachusetts residents have it pretty good. That is according to a recent study naming the safest communities in the country. 
According to a recent study by Visual Capitalist, 26 communities in Massachusetts rank among the top 100 safest municipalities in the United States. Franklin, uh, located in Norfolk County, was the highest rated place at number two. The municipality was given a crime rate of 2.9 and has a 1 in 344 chance of being a victim of a crime. Nice place. Franklin, good place. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear the other uh, songs or the other cities on the list? That sure, why not? Number 13, Milton. Number 14, Needham. Wakefield is number 18. Mm-hmm. Bill or Rick. These are all like out near Boston. Yeah. I don't see anything. Uh, but they didn't put Springfield as a safe place to be? Yeah. There is not one town on here. That is from Western Massachusetts. Please. But you, you're not going to tell me Granby or Hamden? That's what or, I'm talking about. Yeah, right. I mean, the bullets from Springfield can't make it all the way to Granby or Hamden. Well, I told the, I told the, uh, the story the other day. I was up in Worthington over the weekend. Oh, yeah, it's a nice place. There's like, there's no gas. Like, I almost ran out of gas. There was no gas station uh, within uh, 10 miles or 12 miles of that town. Nothing at all. In fact, a lot of the people, my buddy Tiger and Aaron Lewis, the, their houses are up there. They drive around on golf carts. They take golf carts to the bar and stuff. Yeah, I get, but I get, Aaron doesn't live there anymore. Well, I know. He moved. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I've been living in Hamden for a couple of years now. Yeah. The biggest crime that town has seen <laughs> is somebody uh, gave less than the requisite 15% of the tip at the Hamden house. How and that is it. dare that they? That was the only crime I've <laughs> ever <laughs> seen there. That was the biggest thing. dare they. Yeah. They well, got a good breakfast place there, too, you know, same plaza. Oh, yeah. Reed's? Reed's, yeah. Reed's is good. Oh, it was real good. I went there with uh, my mom's friend, Audrey O'Connor, for breakfast. It was really, really good. It is good. We're just uh, three fat bastards talking about food love, all the time. You do it all the time. And you know what? The Village Market right there, they got a great meatballs. Oh, the Village Market's yeah. got some and good stuff over and, there. Yeah. yeah. yeah good safe. meat over there. Good meat. Good meat counter. You like a good meat counter. I sure do. Uh, if you want to be a volunteer firefighter, there's several ways you can go about it. The easiest way is, uh, you know, to volunteer. volunteer. Uh, this woman took a more difficult route. A 44-year-old woman in Florida stole a fire truck last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the fire chief had let her spend the night at the station. Oh. And at some point in the morning, she took off with the truck. This is like bringing home a bad one-night stand. Oh, yeah. Uh, it ran out of gas, and a, off- a police officer showed up, but the woman didn't want him to be suspicious, so she pretended Tended to be a volunteer firefighter who was out on the job. The cop said something was amiss, so he looked into it and didn't see her name on the department's roster. Uh, she was arrested in charge of grand theft, th- fraud, and impersonating a firefighter. It's unclear why she took the truck or if she was actually planning to do any firefighting. Why isn't the fire chief getting in trouble for having somebody right. sleep at the firehouse right. who's not an authorized firefighter? I mean, she volunteered just for a different job. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you find them hot, you leave them wet. That's what we yeah. do here at the fire station. Was she there to slide down the poles? <laughs> oh, I... She was doing that all night long. <laughs> Can you believe that they, they actually get this? Is was she on the pumper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was uh, pump number two. <laughs> That's what it was. She was the two-pump chump uh, of the fire department. Can you believe there's an actual criminal charge for impersonating a firefighter? To 
Uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, I feel like if you're a volunteer firefighter, you should be getting that charge thrown yeah. at you. <laughs> so, so if you're so if you're out there yeah. with your own like your, your fire extinguisher yeah. in your backyard, right. you can't you can't turn it on. You be impersonating a yeah, firefighter. Like every guy that lives near Steve's a, is a firefighter. They all have a red light in their dash. So yeah. They can drink and drive home from uh, Uncle Tom's Roadhouse <laughs> up there or whatever. Uh, uh, it's Uncle Bob. Uh, uh, Papa Bob's now. Yeah, that's what. Oh it's wow, they changed, huh? Uh, Uncle Larry sold and uh, Papa Bob picked it up. <laughs> so now it's called Papa Bob. I've never, but I at least they kept it in the family. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been in there. But you know what? I, you're joking about the volunteer firefighter thing because I had an incident at my house years ago. These guys don't mess around. They're like, they take that stuff seriously. I'm, I'm kidding. Are you saying this because you're worried? <laughs> this one. I'm joke saying this like because I'm glad that there's somebody there that could come help out when when you need an emergency. Were they good? Were they really good? They were really good. All they right. they 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 made sure. First of all, they made. They get they run in there like there's no care in the world like they're just running into your house. Yeah. I, had, I had a I had a, a, a stove back. It was a pellet stove backup, and the and it was. Oh, I so started, you had a fire. You had an actual fire. A fire within the pellet stove that the the fan had failed and the and the smoke was not going out of the mm. house. So then the, when I started to smell the smoke, I immediately got the kids out of the house and then called nine one one and the, the fire department showed up and. They, they just run right in the house. They, uh, they, you know, making sure that there's nobody else in there. And then they, you know, they, uh, they have, they had one guy uh, with the with the EMTs with the kids, making the kids feel comfortable and safe. Because you know, when you when you have all these sirens showing up and you get four or five year old kids, they freak out. They freak yeah. out about that stuff. So uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. I know uh, that you don't see the value in somebody who works in public service. The Huntington, and I hope that your house burns down. The Huntington <laughs> Volunteer Police uh, Fire Department has never lost a foundation. <laughs> now, let's think about that for a second. They've they've had plenty of foundations lost. They had the one guy up there. They had the one guy up there. Up, up in Chester years ago, his name was Crazy Harry. And Crazy Harry <laughs> related would, to Uncle Larry. Crazy no, Harry. No, no, no. Crazy Harry was a guy who uh, burnt his house down uh, because his wife wanted a divorce, and he sat there and watched it burn on the front lawn as the <laughs> fire department was there. And he goes, "Half a half of nothing is nothing." You know. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to admire his commitment. Yeah, well, hey. he, he earned that moniker. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, I mean, when you have a moniker like your name is Crazy Harry, yeah. uh, it kind of you, <laughs> you kind of have to be a little crazy, don't you? That's a good question. If you light your house on fire like that guy, the fire department shows up to put it out. If he's like, no, 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 hey, hey, I didn't order any fire department. <laughs> Please return back yeah, to just, your vehicle. Just let this let yeah. this thing burn. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 85. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 79. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 850 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in the studio, too. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny and 85 today. Thunderstorms tomorrow with a high of 79. It's 69, 80 in downtown Springfield. <laughs> so uh, tonight, uh, the dinner show. Oh, yeah. At yeah. the loft. And then, uh, let's see, tomorrow night, you got uh, Joe Begley and friends. I do. I got my, my boy, Joe Begley. He's uh, he's uh, Western Mass, Northern Connecticut uh, native. Uh, I asked him if he was related to Ed Begley, the actor, by the way. He said, no, but they're all from the same county in Ireland, so they could be. Yeah. 
okay. It's like me and the Lynches. I'm related to like the Lynch clan from Ireland. But anyways, he's very, very funny. He actually he moved to uh, Austin, Texas, uh, which is the hotbed of comedy right now. Very, very funny kid. So he's headlining on uh, uh, Friday night, and cool. uh, and tonight we got the uh, we got the show. All right, there you uh, go. Twenty yeah. bucks, dinner and a show. You can't beat it. You really can't. Yeah, especially when the weather's like this. Like, who wants to cook? You know. Uh, who was the guy that you had there last week? The famous guy. Oh, uh, Mark Norman. Mark Norman. So I uh, I ran into somebody yesterday who said they went to that show. They said it was awesome, phenomenal. Um, and how cool they had they hadn't been to that bar in years. Yeah. And how different it is, and how cool it looks. In y- there. Yeah. If you ever went to the old September's, which is now View Street Tavern, and you remember that in your mind. When you walk in there, you will literally your head will explode mm-hmm. because it it's nothing that you remember. It's complete. They gutted it. Ed and Nuno uh, gutted it to the studs and re redid the whole thing. They put on additions. There's nice bathrooms. Mm-hmm. There's no poles in there. It's uh, it's it's beautiful. My Actually, recollection of the old place and maybe even before it was September's was there was a good significant uh, amount of dank. In that building, yes, it, everything was like uh, uh, like a musky, rotted out floorboards. Just it was, which was probably nice when it was brand new. And then, yeah. as time goes on, changes hands. You know, things get more expensive. It's exactly yeah. right. And then what happened was uh, Ed Noons and Nuno Noons, uh, my my good friends since childhood, they bought the place. And then once they got into it and they started opening up walls, they started going, holy cow. And then they just said, the heck with it. Let's just do it the right way. Let's completely gut it. And that's what they did. They they gutted it. They put additions on. Now the kitchen, it's, it's yeah, it really, great. it's great. It's great. But that, I'm glad that you got that feedback. Thanks. That's that's cool. Bax came out to one of the shows. It was fun. Yeah. We had a great time. Yeah. We'll yeah. be back. Yeah, and he really, Mark Norman really killed it. I mean, he all four shows, he just he, he hit it, totally hit it out. Yeah, of the I heard uh, nothing but good things about yep. that. So, yep. cool. So. Uh, I got nothing. I, I mean, I'm going on vacation uh, <laughs> after tomorrow. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, this is the thing. So, yeah, Marty's here today, uh, and he'll be uh, with me all week next week. Yes, yep. because Steve has been working so hard I over really, the last four days. I need another vacation. <laughs> that uh, I don't even know how you. I don't even know how you last the full four days. Well, I, I told you, uh, I need to recharge because I'm going to be working for two whole weeks in a row, Ugh. and I'm going to be taking another oh, vacation uh, coming up on the 13th of, uh, of August. Now. Bax is going on vacation within one of those times too. Am I wrong? No, he can't no, because he doesn't want to. No, there's <laughs> the, neither week works out for me personally. But yeah. uh, but I may be taking a couple of three day weekends oh, nice. along the way. Well, as long as you guys coordinate so that uh, I never have to sit in that chair, I won't have the sheer panic <laughs> that I have. The the mothership over there that you guys we will to run. never let you touch that stuff. You shouldn't. The last yeah. time I st- I sat behind a board. Uh, in radio, it was college when you had the A track carts. And oh, yeah. You put yeah. the carts in and push the buttons. Yeah, this, oh, yeah, this yeah. would be like a hot stove for yeah, you. Trying yes. to tell a five year old uh, not to play with it. Uh, <laughs> with, with all the child proof <laughs> knobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, I, I, need, I need more rest. I need to rest and relaxation. You rest. Yes. <laughs> You rest right up, and uh, and uh, I'll be happy to fill. I, I love I love it. I love I love being here. I love doing it. All right. Fun. Well, there you go. Well, by the time like September rolls around, yeah. you'll be so well rested that you won't have to take time off for months. That's right. And then uh, you'll be yeah. out of a job again. That's so, it. That's uh, it. You're Down like the, the you're like the union filling. I'm like a yeah. <laughs> what's a scab labor where they all the strike yeah. the. <laughs> no, I, I was a union extra for years for uh, at the railroad. 
Well, you, really? Yeah, you become a if, if you become a teamster, and then all of a sudden you're on the extra list. So then, uh, when they anybody who goes on vacation, and there was plenty of guys who had vacation. Yeah, you're pretty busy all summer long, and then when summer's over, see you later. And then you got to learn. It, you make it sound like a Broadway, uh, you know, yeah. a Broadway <laughs> so, musical. Like you're, yeah, you're an understudy, and then finally your name's in the playbill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. You learn a lot as an understudy at the railroad. You learn how to you learn how to handle a half a pint uh, at least a day of some sort of <laughs> liquor, uh, yeah. and uh, and a lot of tolerance of anger. And then all, all you really have to do is learn from the regular guy. How you open up the cargo door that uh, the Italian American uh, business community wants to raid, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. The well, there you go. Right. Yeah. You fell off a truck. Fell off a truck. Sometimes <laughs> we used to have a guy that used to. He was part of like a ring, like a crime ring. That's, <laughs> on the railroad. Well, they they wind up catching him because uh, he was breaking in because he knew where all the stuff was. <laughs> they got him on camera hawking used goods, wearing a big old train hat with yeah. the, <laughs> the well, pinstripes. Mo- all of those like tractor trailers that come in yeah. on the on the trains, you don't know what's inside of those yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're all like blank uh, yeah. trailers. But if you're if you're in the know. You can pull up the manifest of the train, and it tells you what everything is in there: TVs, fertilizer, whatever, whatever is going on in there. It, and if, that's what that guy was doing. If I, uh, th- this is really show my age, and about four people listening will appreciate this. But I was going to say, was the guy's name Ruby Vine? Railroad Salvage. Yes, and you do. You yeah. do. There you I go. Remember Ruby, I remember Ruby Vine. Ruby Vine sure. Railroad Salvage. Come on down. <laughs> No, it wasn't his, Ruby Vine. His wife Choo Choo even had the conductor's hat. <laughs> I, I don't Remember even that? know what you're talking about. I've so it was it was it was this it was literally a, like a like a store that would sell stuff that had been damaged in a fire. Yeah. It was like Ocean State job lot. But well, not as sophisticated. Not as sophisticated. <laughs> what what was that called? Railroad, Railroad Salvage. Salvage. Ruby mm. Vine's Railroad Salvage. Wait, where was it? They uh, had a number of locations. Yeah, they had multiple locations, and uh, at the same time period, was a better, better betting barn near you. Remember the guy who'd jump up and down on the bed and be like, "The better betting barn, barn near at you." The barn at the betting right. barn. Yeah, they still right. have those commercials. They still do. Well, they, the place is still open down in uh, West Springfield. There. The oh, that's barn. true. On yeah. five. All right. Well, yeah. yeah there's yeah. no more. I don't think there's any more railroad salvage. But Ruby Vine, great reference for those. Uh, those who've been old. Bunk, bunk bed world. I uh, remember the commercials for bunk bed bunk world. Bed world. Bunk bed yeah. world. And then, and then, like, world. Yeah, I'm like imagining in my head it's this giant like box store thing, and you go and it's this little tiny little uh, like, it's a small it's, world after all. It's, it's, it's a closet. Yeah. It's just a guy in his garage with a hammer knocking out uh, bunk beds. Oh yeah, I got bunk beds. Let <laughs> me make you one. What kind of. <laughs> it's a whole world of bunk beds. Yeah. I just I just like a I just like a bunk bed for my kid. What kind of kid? How uh, how old is your kid? Uh, how big is the bunk bed? Yeah, how, how, uh, yeah, you're getting stats on how big your kid <laughs> yeah. is. Like, oh, like, I, got, I got this. Uh, I got this new model. It's a three stooges triple decker. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, <laughs> you want pine? You want oak with that? We can do it right here, yeah, right here, do it right here. Watch me do it. There's a whole world of bunk beds right here. Come into the bunk. Be- come into my world. Hey, bunk bed world. Hey, hey, hey! You're not leaving the store without some uh, bunky boards. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're not getting out of here alive without the bunky board. So you buy two bunk beds. We'll throw in the ladder. You get the ladder. <laughs> we, can, we can even build one with a bed on top. Of it. Desk underneath, too. Yeah, you like those? Yeah. Yeah. You like the princess yeah. bed, too, huh? With the big uh, with the stairs. All right. It's 8.58 with Dax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. GG Inks.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9-11 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in the studio in Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 85. Uh, tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 79. Looking at 71, or actually just 70, actually. I don't even know what I'm doing. So this chicken salad, I'm a little, I'm a little curious about what what is in it. You said this this uh, celery. So there's celery a little bit, I yeah. think. Uh, it's but it's hard to describe. It's not just the mayo they use, but it's the consistency of it that mm. makes it amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's very. You can spread it on with a butter knife. Does that make sense? Like butter. Okay. That's why it's chicken yeah. spread. The ham spread is really good too, but yeah. not a big fan of the ham yeah. salad. But yeah, no. you, you, ham salad you really have to you really have to make the leap. Now, but the chicken one everyone loves. All right, so obviously I know this is homemade. This is uh, it's gonna be good because of all these people rave about it. It's gonna be good. But let me just uh, put it. The this chicken. My mom used to make those chicken spread sandwiches with that crap in the can. It's, oh yeah, the yeah. little Underwood Devil, Underwood, yeah. Underwood yeah. Devil chicken, yeah, 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 yeah Underwood yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil's ham. I do that when I diet. That's a, that's one of the things I eat for protein. I mean, I haven't done that in years. It like, tastes like, years. Uh, it, or it looks like the consistency of dog food, and it kind of <laughs> tastes like. Yeah, it. it's something you'd leave for your cat. Yeah, you know what? When I pop open a tin of that, um, I always try to lie and tell myself that's oh, fresh chicken. But I always picture. Uh, a fishing boat with just a bunch of chickens caught in the net because <laughs> it's just it tastes yeah, yeah, like tuna fish right you know right, I mean? right, like, right 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 like it's the same thing someone's out there doing it no this chicken spread that you're gonna have is gonna blow your mind blow my mind you're gonna start going to the fruit fair you're gonna leave the station you're gonna go to the fruit fair you're gonna be like make sure that i have the chicken spread you know the, the thing is like there's so many places to eat around here like in in western mass oh, all these know. little hidden gems and mm-hmm. like, you know we're just talking about this fruit fair place the problem is, like, when I leave and I go home, I only take a certain route every day. So it's go- I have to go off the beaten path to get to, to some of these places, well, and it's worth it. I, I want to be clear. By no means is the fruit fair a place that you're going to go and stand at the deli counter and order a sandwich. They do have some sandwiches yeah. there, but it is a place that you will go to get just chicken spread and maybe some bernardino's rolls you know you know you don't know yeah i'm kind of with uh, steve on this like you know yesterday after you went to go with get the hot dogs the uh-huh. autumn mist yeah my wife says to me why didn't you go i'm like well, <laughs> well it's all the way out in feeding hills yeah, i had stuff a, to do yeah, man yeah, and, like, yeah. I, I need i need to like that's like a 45 I, minute ride for you to go home from that yeah i need hotel accommodations <laughs> by the time <laughs> right. i get there <laughs> Yeah, but it's worth the trip. I'm sure it was worth. I mean, it looked like it was worth the trip, but it's you like it's all the way out in feeding hills. And and there's other things that I want to try there. The 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 rodeo dog. Now that's now I don't know about oh, the barbecue right, sauce. Go ahead, go ahead. There's what? barbecue sauce. Oh yeah, here. so so that's grown up though. The barbecue sauce. Oh yeah, and by speaking of grown up, uh, <laughs> somebody uh, texted uh, earlier and said, "Let me just uh, see if I can find this again." You uh, so, Cap- so Caproni called non-mustard people serial killers, but immature offends him. Listen, uh, <laughs> I can't be responsible for everything I say. Yeah, yeah right. I can't be held responsible for that. Um, if you are a serial killer and uh, you like mustard, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just apologize that. Much like but, your paranoia of the of the uh, Huntington Fire Department not putting out your fire right, if you right, say something yeah, bad. I don't want to offend any serial killers. Yeah. Uh, you have whatever you want on your hot dog. That's what this country's about: freedom. 
Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Freedom to not be shamed and have what you will. Oh no, I'll shame. That's the, my freedom is to shame you. Yeah, that's my. But, freedom. You know, I I uh, I wonder though, and I'm I'm just speaking out loud. I wonder um, if there's a hot dog out there that's got ketchup. What else are you concealing from us? Like what? Like what other disturbing behavior do we have to? Okay. Uh, do, uh, do we need to learn? Let's just get them all out right now. Pineapple on pizza. Love it. Give me a give me a Hawaiian pizza. Nah, boy. You say it, but you you try it. It's delicious. No, I've had it. You want another pizza that's gonna blow your mind? You go to John's Pizza in Chicopee and you order a chicken and broccoli pizza with red sauce. With red sauce. With red sauce. You could do it at your favorite pizzeria too, but okay. do it with red sauce. But it's another thing. I, that I do. that doesn't uh, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother you. No. But ketchup on a hot dog. Ketchup on a hot dog definitely bothers me. How, why? I, I, it's just the idea. It's the something about the quality of the meat that you're. I mean, that that would the go, quality of the meat. Because you know it's what's all, in a hot dog? They're not like, hey, what are we going to do with these uh, tenderloins? Uh, well, let's grind them up and put them in the hot dogs. Now, the quality of the meat, everyone knows it's in a hot dog. That's what I. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking. Pig testicles. Right. But that's what I'm talking about. It's it's like it's like a it's already a salty uh, uh, kind of of meat that pairs well with like a vinegar based type uh, Listen to me. condiment. You lost Whether this it be argument. Mustard or sauerkraut. You lost this argument when you said. <laughs> Pairs well with in reference yeah, to a hot yeah. dog. No, I, <laughs> what, hey, listen. What is that? A nice chardonnay. Wait, you know well, pairs listen. well with an autumn hot dog. If, if I gotta go to a brewery and watch all these snobs going, oh, it's got hops in it. I can smell it. Oh, or the is wine tasting. Is that an Argentinian Malbec? Yeah. Because I'll pair that with a home record dog if I could. Thank you. I can be a hot dog douche and tell you all the different ways that I would prefer a hot dog. There's. Listen to me. You can prefer the hot dog all these other ways. All I'm saying is, why would you, the one way that most of America eats it, why would you be like, Most you Americans don't eat it with ketchup on hundred percent they no, do. No, they don't. I did a poll on my Instagram, which oh, is very yeah, scientific. Very yeah, that's, that's scientific. Very scientific. <laughs> the, the scientific Marty Caproni Instagram Very poll. scientific. Yeah. Matter of fact, some lady sent me a, a screenshot yesterday of a, uh, some. it was somebody else's uh, ketchup on a hot dog, and it was one. 100%. And I'm like, yeah, one person probably voted in that poll. You're not showing me the, uh, the I, details. I got the same thing from the, probably the same list. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, uh, you know, you think you're scientific with your little Instagram polls. Listen, you don't know nothing. I know from Instagram, not only does 100% of people put ketchup about hot dogs, but uh, Hunter Biden's in a global Hi. conspiracy, yeah. I, whatever I, other. Nuts. I, I, I absolutely know. cannot wait for this conversation to continue tomorrow. I yeah. listen. <laughs> this, this, this. You and I, and you know something else. Just you just put this in your just put it this in your just tuck it away yeah. in your little hat for tomorrow. Fried egg and ketchup sandwiches. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, right. You know what? <laughs> run out of time. Yeah, right, uh, here's Marty Caproni, a graduate of the University of Horrible Things. <laughs> Johnson and Fails. Yeah, uh, Johnson and Fails. Right. <laughs> it's 918 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's another digital.